Hey, what's up? This is Tracy Morgan. I'm a black dude. You're listening to two white guys who are into devil music, the vocal minority, with Nick and Steve. This is crazy. I want to get you pregnant. Due to the adult subject matter of the following program, some listeners may find the content offensive, outrageous, or unsuitable. You know, like religious freaks, uptight losers, or little wussy mama's boys. Please listen responsibly. You're listening to the vocal minority with Nick Reynolds and Steve Harness. (laughs) Mm. Hot. Hot. How much time? You're hot. Mm, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is scotch. 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 Here it goes Here it down. Down, down, down into my, my belly. That is good. You're on the air. How are you? You look awfully nice today. Maybe don't wear a bra next time. It's a phenomenon. So we're on. What? We're on the air right now. I'm ready. Are you Yeah. I'm ready. I don't know if anyone else is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we lost Nick. Nick, you there? Now I'm here, dude. Oh, good. <laughs> no There's too to much hear. going on in this uh, technologically. Uh, is that what it is? Studio. You're an octopus, professional radio people. You know, we got hands everywhere. That's right. Yeah. Welcome to the vocal minority. What did I miss? Anything? No? No. No. I was just staring at your frozen face. Welcome to the Vocal Minority, uh, number episode number nineteen, recording date of January two, twenty twenty three. We made it, y'all! Congratulations! As you can see, there are three people on your podcast. You can't hear it, but you can see it. So right. maybe you should watch us yeah watch us on youtube watch us on the social medias and uh yeah i'm still getting used to this 2023 thing fuck 2022 i'm so glad that year's over but my brain is not adjusted to the numerical thing uh well is it really uh i mean i guess it's a starting point right these are all made up times human humanly made up times like it's just another day right i suppose so but have you ever put any thought into how did an ancient civilization figure out our calendar how did they know, like, 365 days, but you have to have a leap year every four years, you have to have 24 hours in the day? How did they figure out that all that shit eventually lines up? Was there trial and error for years? Smart people? Yeah, the Mayan people are brilliant, dude. Now, the answer is aliens. Aliens taught us all this stuff. That is the correct answer. So, you're welcome. You you believe that, don't you? I don't 100% believe it, but as I've told my kids, it's the most logical answer. Why are humans different than every other creature on this planet? How did we get some of this basic rudimentary knowledge that we have? Was it, it God? More sense. Was, was it God? Evolution? Well, that's what I'm saying. So God or aliens? Which one actually scientifically makes more sense? Probably aliens. Huh? We'll get some tools and, you know, that, that sort of thing, you know. Exactly. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, it's a new year. Dude. We got and, the uh, Give it 365 days and this will all line back up magically somehow. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, it's fantastic, but true. Uh, do you guys celebrate uh, daylight savings time where you are, both of you? I celebrate it with a big party. I love it. <laughs> do you yes. acknowledge it? Yes, we acknowledge it here. I don't know that anyone celebrates it. but I, it, see, I don't, I, it doesn't bother me any. I, I, I know a lot of folks that throws them off sleep schedule and they're like, oh, it's dark so early. Yes. You know what? How old are you? 
You 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 obviously can't get, get get through this already. I mean, come on, really? Well, that's fair. But speaking of how old are you, I find it's the kids and the pets that seem to cause me the most grief on these time changes because they don't seem to adjust very well. No, it's time, what, it's, it's time to be fed, and then that's that's what they know. Right. As I get older, it bothers me more and more. I I, I do feel myself turning into a crotchety old man, and I'm fighting it uh, the best that I can, but I feel myself, uh, you know, People ask me, how you doing? Oh, this weather sucks. Got to get away from this climate. I'm so tired. I want to go to Arizona. All the places that I desire to be are retirement communities, but I can't get in. And Arizona does not celebrate daylight savings time. Right. So they stay. And by the way, I live in a community that's uniquely weird. Uh, I live in a I live in a border community here in Lake Tahoe. You know, Nevada is five feet that way. I'm in California. And a couple of years ago, California passed a thing to basically allow the state government to decide if they wanted to keep daylight savings time or not. And there were so many people in my community that were like, yes, let's get rid of daylight savings time. And I had to point out to them, you understand there's two states here. So that would mean on the California side of the lake, it would be noon. On the Nevada side, it would be 1 p.m., like meetings, lunch, that would be a clusterfuck. Yeah, it would give the uh, name uh, Tahoe time a whole new meaning. Right. Yeah, exactly. So thank God California seems to have not pursued that and they let it go. So, but, but yeah. You know, years ago, there was this, I want to say it was like a Nike spot or something like that for like Air Jordans. And it was playing on the whole daylight savings time thing where these kids figured out that the time zone next to them would allow them to buy the Jordans an hour before anybody else. So they all piled <laughs> yeah. into a car and went there because the stores open an hour earlier or something like that. Yes. I, it's, it's back That's in the fun. 80s, you know. That, that would be the world I'd be living in up here. We're meeting at <laughs> noon, California time or Nevada time. Which time? Is it daylight savings? Because not daylight savings. Like, yeah. Shoot yeah. me in the head. So, uh, Speaking of exotic locations, let's welcome a few new people, and then we will uh, – <laughs> We should probably address all the people on this show as well today. So, oh, boy. So our audience doesn't think we're up to shenanigans. But uh, <laughs> So first of all, social media, we're on all of them. All the important ones, anyways. We're not on Truth, but we're on <laughs> we're on the other ones. So follow us on. We should get a presence on there. What do you think? I, You know, Nick and I had that discussion recently. Like, maybe it's worth going over there and poking the bear. I mean, yeah. no press is bad press, right? Yeah. Yeah, and but if it we would go be- over there and they they you know try and keep us down or take us off, we can get a little press with it, I suppose. Yeah, possibly. But here's the thing: like when we post like our gun control thing, we have talked about the fact that all the people that like it are liberals like us and they're supporting it, but all the people that comment are just the haters. So truth would be nothing but people hating on us. So I yeah, gotta make sure all yourself because right. he reads yeah, all these comments and takes them very personally. Yes, yes, I do. Now, I would take that one with a giant grain of salt, but uh, I don't know. It could be fun. (laughs) It could also get one of us shot in the back of the head during the next recording of the show. (laughs) Very true. But, yeah, we're on on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on Tic Tac and um, Instagram. And we finally had our first mild success on Instagram, by the way. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah, the videos we post on there. I mean, we're lucky if we get 20 or 30 views because... I don't know. I don't know if they push their reels the same way the others do, but it's it's low traffic on that site. But it took a couple of weeks, but the one where I was crying is uh, past 400 views now. So that's oh. like 4,000% more than the other <laughs> videos on there, at least. So uh, That might make sense because uh, Instagram, I think, uh, uh, is more women on Instagram. Uh, yes, very yeah. much so. 
Well, and what does it say about Twitter then? Because we set a new Twitter record with the Wednesday Adams is hot video. Full of perverts, dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should be hanging on Twitter more. So we're on all those pages. We post clips, and you can contact us that way. But uh, we also have our uh, our map where we can see where people are listening to us. I yes. And so uh, a couple of new locations. Some of these may be people we know. I'll, I'll address that up ahead. But um, uh, Squim Washington, first of all, popped on. And, Nick, I believe that is someone you know, right? No, nope, we lost it. It is Nick. someone I know. Oh, Welcome to the program. Brewski knows who it is. I do. Brewski. Yeah. I, I, we I, used to call I, in the middle of the night. I'd make you prank him. Oh, uh, her. <laughs> yes, her. Oh, okay. Judy, right? Oh, Judy. Judy's up in yeah. Squim now. Okay. I was going to say, she, I think, was uh, the yeah, Olympia doc that popped on, but now she's. What, was she on vacation or something at Squim? Uh, her family, li- some of her family, her sister lives over in Squim, and she goes kind of back and forth with visits and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she had made a comment to me on last week's show, and uh, then she was like, oh, I'm going over to Squim, and then all of a sudden Steve told me a dot popped up on Squim. <laughs> I was like, oh, she must be right. sharing it with her family. And are you guys proud of me? Are you proud that I still know how to pronounce the name of that town? Exactly. Especially because it's spelled S E Q U I M. Sequin. Yeah. It's squim. Yeah. Good for Because I lived in Washington for good years, so I know how to pronounce it all. So. Um, homage I, to the natives. Exactly. I have been wondering for a while. It's been personally offensive to me that we don't have anybody in Southern California listening. And we finally got a dot on the map in SoCal. Uh, wow. Big Bear, California came on Ooh. the map. Yeah. Up in the mountains. The mountain yeah. Exactly. And that's the the mountains outside of L.A., uh, lots of ski resorts and whatnot there. So I don't know if it was a local living out in the woods or someone on vacation, but uh, Big Bear, California came on the map. So that's cool. You know, it's possible that could be the former heavyweight champion of the world, Mike Tyson. It's definitely possible. Because he he Why but not? he he has a home there and he used to train there uh, for his fights because he, the altitude would yeah. give him more, you know, um, yes. more stamina in his lungs and that sort of thing. Goddamn right. My son tells me that I'm basically a superhero because I live at 7,000 feet. I train up here, and this is where I work out at. So everywhere is downhill for me. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like once Tahoe, he- just climbing the stairs at the radio station to go to the bathroom, to go up and down, I'm just like, this is a whole new level <laughs> of you're a smoker Literally. and out of shape <laughs> and fat. And thank you very much, altitude. It does make a big difference. About once a year for Supercross, I go down to the Bay Area, which is sea level, obviously, and I usually work out at the hotel, and I I can absolutely tell the difference. I feel like a superhero. It's crazy. Yeah. So, well, uh, yeah. I like, to then, take, uh, I like to take oxygen. You ever take oxygen while you're up there, Steve? No, I don't need it. I've acclimated. I'm an all-star, so. All right. Champion. Uh, okay, so Big Bear, um, Denver, Colorado. We got a second listener now in Denver, so that's cool. Very nice. Oh, you know what? My brother is in Denver right now. I wonder if he's listening. Hmm. Well, could be. He listens in Omaha, so maybe he's just listening on vacation. Maybe it's the uh, South Park kids, or maybe it's John Elway. Could These be. are all distinct possibilities. I like that you assume it's famous people <laughs> listening to us, not just some dirtbag in a trailer, which is probably what it is. But you know, Randy Marsh, not my brother. Yeah. <laughs> no, not your brother. I just mean average <laughs> listeners. I'm just talking about right. it. Uh, hey, Nick, turn your mic up just a peck, just a little peck, just a oh. little peck. There you go. Cool. Uh, let's see. This is like middle of nowhere. I've never heard of this town. It's Cana, Virginia. Cana, C A N A, Virginia. 
Out of Virginia, you're on the air. It's right near the border with whatever that is, North Carolina or something. I don't know, but it's like in the middle of nowhere. Like I had to zoom way in to find any town that was even near it. So, Ghana, Virginia, thank you for showing up. Uh, Lexington, Kentucky came on uh, this past oh, week as well. Nice. Cool. Uh, Brewski, a neighbor to you uh, to the north there, Manchester, New Hampshire. Very nice. Yeah, about uh, 50 miles north of me. Hmm. Is that a well-to-do area? Is all of New Hampshire well-to-do, or is there some? No, 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 no. New Hampshire is very much. Um, uh, oh, jeez. A lot of working class out there, or what? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's well. Okay. The, the state motto is "Live free or die." And ah, yes, yes. The, yeah. The, a lot of folks when they retire, they move up to New Hampshire because it's cheaper to live there. You can buy land, and and they're also like, you know, I'm not paying any more taxes, and so yeah. <laughs> All right. So welcome, New Hampshire. Uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, which I assume is someone I know since I'm from Ann Arbor. But I got to be honest with you, no one stepped forward to confess to that. And I don't actually know a lot of people in Ann Arbor anymore. Most of the people have scattered around the area. So maybe it's someone I know. But either way, Ann Arbor. On the it sure as hell wasn't Jim Harbaugh, especially after that. The World Brief performance after the other day. Well, maybe he needed a little uh, distraction. Yeah, I guess maybe. It's <laughs> the football it's possible. World, so. yeah. Uh, and then the last new one on the list this week that I, uh, I'm i impressed with this one. For some reason, Sydney, Australia on Ooh. the map. Good day, mates. Oh, I'll throw another it. shrimp on the barbie. Cracky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I told Nick we're number one in Australia, which by I mean we have one person listening in Australia. So <laughs> you're number one, right? So that's cool. And also rejoining us on the show this week, oh. our very own Brewski. <laughs> yes, indeed. Welcome back to the program, Brewski. Yeah, momentary psychotic episode. <laughs> you know, I, nope. I, I. I spent the, the a few days with some electroshock therapy. <laughs> I did some DMT with Joe Rogan. Oh, nice! And and I'm take- I'm I'm clear minded now, so we're good. Very good. Did you take like a mydol or something for the heavy flow you were having? No, no. I I told you it was <laughs> electric shock. I mean, mydol wasn't going to take care of that. I mean, I literally had to, you know, did hook the car battery up to me. It was nice. it was it was rough. They kind of like attached it to my nipples it was it was rough but it was, it was a little uh, erotic though too let's be honest well only when only when they attached it to my scrotum sack that's when it really got erotic <laughs> nice. yeah if anyone missed it last week i uh, i pushed a few buttons on brewski and he went into a mild short short, short circuit <laughs> mode and, let's, let's uh, be honest well, yeah that, that you was, know bros before a, hose we all talked and came back to jesus that, that, that was a Chernobyl moment, let's be honest. Yeah, well, you know, there was... Listen, on one level, I feel terrible that I upset you, but on another level, no. I'm a little proud just because I'm kind of here to push some buttons and apparently... Yeah, for sure. So, you know. And so, if you can push mine, who, who, who's been around you for as long as I have, then exactly. imagine the people that are just kind of like... You know, just getting acclimated to uh, uh, our world, if you will. I'm field testing on you, like uh, experimenting <laughs> on lab rats. I, uh, <laughs> I've learned that apparently I can take things too far or, or just far no, enough. I don't know what the right word is. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's on me. I'll, I'm going to own that. I'll, 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 I'm glad to take an L on that one right there. Big L. <laughs> all right. Well, it's all fun and games on here until somebody gets butthurt. And, um, but again, you know, we're, we're here to kind of, uh, you know, push the button. So, yeah. And besides it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be entertaining if it was always comfortable for everybody and you can't know, be all so. sugar and spice and everything nice. Right. Nick. No. I wish it could. 
I sure wish it could, but uh, you know, would that really Nickers, be fun? Nickers. <laughs> no, Nickers, Nickers. Look, I would love to have the vocal minority be just that way. Well, how are you, Nickers, Nickers? <laughs> <laughs> that never gets old. I don't know why it doesn't get old. When a grown man, a broadcasting professional, calls you up and baby talks you on the hotline of a radio station, it, I mean, you've made it. You've made it. And what's so funny is, I don't know why he started that with you. This is an old DJ we all used to work with. But Nick would keep it going. Like, this guy would call up in this little baby talk, and Nick would double and triple down, and he would double and triple. And I, he never thought that that was weird, that you were Never thought talk. it was strange, dude. And, I mean, I would make it uncomfortable. Are you boogie, 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 And he would just keep it going, dude. It was so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. No, that was fun, but... So, yes, uh, Bruce, we're glad you're uh, rejoining the circus and yeah, anyone I'm... out there that maybe thought we were just uh, putting on a prank or something. Oh, no. No, that was it was it was real. It was legit. So. Oh, yeah. 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 My, 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 my heart head, rate up, dude. My headphones have the dent in them for, for just, a, you know, chucking them down. Uh, to the wall and it hit my mic stand. Oh, oh boy, dude. So let's go through that wow. real quick. That's fun. So uh, the way <laughs> Bruce it... left. I, I do. I just. I just want to know the behind the scenes. This is interesting for people. Go ahead. The way Brewski left the broadcast was obviously the way he left it with us, and it was profanities. He was mad and said "fuck off, fuck you," and then you saw him click the leave button. What happened after? Directly after? What me? Yep. Yeah. Oh, Everyone I, heard I, what happened with Nick and oh, I. Oh, I, 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 I Yeah, <laughs> I threw the headphones and. I I grabbed my bottle of Buffalo Trace and I opened it up. It's it's right here next to my 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 studio area, and I was taking swigs out of my my bottle nice. of booze and everything. And, Good, dude. Uh, I yeah. forced him to drink. No, well, but then <laughs> again, yeah. I don't know if he should be proud or ashamed of that. But. Well, no, but then I really it got really bad because I went to McDonald's. Ooh, oh, that's toxic. Shame eat. I had three Big Macs <laughs> oh, really? in one sitting. Yes. Wow. Wow, Bruce. You were eating your feelings. Oh, my God. I, Did they I, taste good? I mean, you know. Oh, but the Big Macs always taste good, but that's the worst <laughs> thing for me because it's the highest calorie burger they have there. Oh. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I ate way too much. and But then, I, you know, I kind of came down a little bit. I came home, drank a little bit more. And so, yeah. Well, good. All right. I guess whatever therapeutic methods you got to go through, you know, pound a little hard liquor, a few Big Macs. Well, but but the the next day I really stuffed myself because Tuesday was my day in New York City with uh, my son. So, Uh, yes, dude, I'm glad we're going to get a chance to talk about it. Uh, What a fantastic trip. It sounded like anyway. And for the, you know, if anyone's missed previous episodes, Bruski found out through one of those ancestry DNA tests that he has an adult son that he never knew about. So, uh, yeah, you guys, what, met up in New York for the holidays? Was this like a pre-planned thing or he was going to be there and you rendezvous or what? how was that? Yeah, so so he actually works for the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers football team. And Go Gophers! He's one of the, the video coordinator folks. And so he puts the coaches' films together and that sort of thing. And they were in New York City to play in the Pinstripe Bowl against the Syracuse Orangemen at Yankee Stadium. Oh, wow. And so Yeah, so I drove to New York. And I'll tell you what, either the bowl committee or the university really put them up in a nice hotel right in Midtown. Nice. Hilton, like, this is five-star all the way. Well, isn't that part of the college scam? They have to be nonprofit, so they spend money on stuff just so they don't have a profit. <laughs> so maybe that's part of what, at the end of the year, put them up in the nice rooms. Well, I, th- I, th- I think also the pinstripe, the pinstripe bowl is 
sponsored by New Era Cap. So they've got a lot of money. They're the ones that make mm-hmm. all these expensive baseball hats everyone wears. Gotcha. And so I think I think they kind of work all that out with the, the teams and that sort of thing. So but they got they to got, play in Yankee Stadium, huh? Yeah, Pinstripe Bowl in New Yankee Stadium. This is the, awesome. Yeah, exactly. And then so Tuesday night we went out. We did up the town. We had dinner at uh, nice steakhouse. And um, where'd I you go? Ta- oh, the West Side Steakhouse. All right. And um, uh, ate way too much. We got an appetizer of slab bacon, which when this is <laughs> slab bacon, they're not even kidding. There's like these two massive like hunks of bacon on a, on a That's plate awesome. with like barbecue sauce. And I've never heard steak. of that as an appetizer. I, I know, huh? And then um, and we had, you know, steak and the sides and all that. And then after that, we went to, uh, I took them to this bar I like to go to in Midtown called Rudy's and um, just drank cheap beer and lots of whiskey. And Yeah, great little dive bar from what I could tell. Brewski sent me a couple of videos and they were playing <laughs> uh, some great music. It's funny on the first video, dude, because obviously uh, my wife Rachel knows that Brewski has a son now, but she hasn't seen a picture of him or anything like that. And I didn't tell her that Brewski was going to meet his son. So we're sitting there watching TV and Brewski sends me this first video and I watch it to make sure it's wife showing appropriate. <laughs> 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 and uh, then I take it over to her, and I'm like, look at this. And I start playing it for her, and she was like, oh, that's Brewski's son. I was like, yeah, you can tell, dude. I mean, next to each other like that, it is very apparent that he is your son. Yeah. You showed us a picture once, and yeah, that was my first reaction. Like, yeah, no, that's your son. I, I believe that. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a lot taller than me, though, because mm-hmm. I'm barely six feet tall, and he's got to be at least six, too. I mean, his mother was is tall from what I remember, you know, she was like up close to six feet tall herself, but he's got to be at least six two. And I'm just like, Oh wow. I guess you didn't get your height from me. That's for damn sure. Well, that'll make the dating life easier for him. I've learned women like the six foot something guy. So is he he a single dude or what? Yes, he is single. He'll be 26 in March. So, uh, right on. So uh, yeah, but yeah, all, all in all good night. Um, I had a long drive back to Boston from New York city um yeah you hung out and ate yourself into a coma and then drank and then you had to say goodbye and drive home yeah four oh. hours from new york city back to boston you drove on the overnight home i did yeah oh brutal jeez dude well, i'm glad you made it in one piece well but you, you know i was lucky that it was one of those cold new england nights because you roll the window down and it's like 18 19 degrees and that'll wake you up real quick yeah yeah jeez well that's cool big uh good time in the big apple that's cool so yeah, seems and- like uh Bruski's boy got some of his uh uh singing talents uh as well as <laughs> Bruski. i mean they're in the bar singing along in these videos and- oh yeah well, he, His son was uh, didn't know. First video I got sent, Brewski singing "Party All the Time." We had a little Eddie Murphy playing in the dive bar, and uh, his son had to look it up because he didn't know, which is understandable. He's twenty six, but then the next one was uh, it was a little Hall and Oates, if I remember correctly. 
Was yes, it Man Eater? Yes, it was Man Eater. Yeah, and he was singing <laughs> right along, dude. It was just that the camera kept panning to Brewski's face. His son, Brewski, is. <laughs> they're both I'll just singing, you, I'll, enjoying. I'll, the, I'll send you the the the, the video. <laughs> it's it's actually pretty funny, but nice. uh, but yeah, it was, oh no, it was, it was a good night. It was a real good night. And then his it was comfortable, was, good flow, no awkwardness, oh, no awkwardness at all. Nice. You know, when when he and I get together, it's, you know, he loves to hear all the radio stories. That's what he like. He likes to hear about all the crazy people i i used to work with um so do we so yeah oh yeah listen uh, any uh, vocal minority feedback i know he's a loyal listener up there yeah oh he apologized that he has he's fallen behind a little on the show but he's been putting in those long nights cutting up film and that sort of thing so but yeah. he's probably about a couple shows behind but i i filled him in on what's been going on so <laughs> yeah that's funny yeah he'll get to last week's and uh think what the hell man oh no actually in the bar last night the other night he's like hey by the way he's like you know you have a, and i need to find this out because my mother doesn't have it happen with her but do you have a problem with like temper stuff uh, and I was just like, oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. skip episode past. 19. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So no, I, I implored him to uh, find outlets to uh, bring himself down if people piss him off and that sort of thing and not booze or enough. Although Nikki, he does chew every so often, too, when he's sitting yeah, editing lots and lots of film for hours. Yeah, on end, yes, he's, he's a chewer. <laughs> Well, nice. I mean, he's a real man, I guess. We well, here's one, one last thing, and I'll leave you with this. <laughs> well, he lives in the Midwest. He's uh, justified in doing that, so you're not. Well, but so he, this this is how country he is, kind of, because um, he has this kind of twangy accent. So we'll walk to Times Square, and this dude starts trying to talk to him. And I'm just like, just keep it moving, Brendan. Just keep it moving. So we're walking, right? He's like, I think the guy tried to sell me fentanyl. And I'm just like, well, why, why would you think that? He's like, he kept asking me what I needed and did, did I want to get high? And I'm just like, you know what? First of all, he's not going to try and not, he's not going to sell you fentanyl. If he is trying to sell you anything like that, it's going to be fake fentanyl so that he can make all the money like he sold you real fentanyl. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, but I'm just like, no, people aren't going to give you the good stuff in the middle of Times Square. <laughs> the good then, stuff. This is Brewski getting to be a father, dude. Right. This, this is, is Brewski saying, son, these are the experiences of my life that I can teach you. Right. The good fentanyl's in Jersey, not over here. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, I just wish it was like the 70s Times Square with all the hookers. That would have been a lot more fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's all family-friendly nowadays, right? Lame. I, yeah, well, yeah, guy, <laughs> people trying to sell you CDs. Like when you go to Venice Beach, you know, hey, you listen to my new CD, uh, 15 bucks and that sort of thing. So, oh, I, I hate keep... the guys in, in Vegas that'll hand it to you. Like, check, look, will you look at this? And then you take it in your hand, and they're like, you owe me 15 bucks. You took it, you know? No, yeah. Like, yeah, no, I'll just leave no, it right here for you. Was no, that no, his no, first no. trip into a big city like that? Uh, well, he went to school in Indiana, Indianapolis, but I don't oh, know how yeah. big, big the city that is. But he's been to some big cities and that sort of thing. But New York City is probably the biggest one he's ever been to. Yeah, I've New York's been. always an experience. Harness, you got to go to New York, dude. I, I mean, know. It is, uh, there's something to be said for the concrete jungle, dude. I, it's been on my fantasy list for a lot of years. I came close a few years back, uh, and then it all fell apart. Um, you know, my uh, my firstborn is insisting that she's going to move there and live there, so I'm assuming my first trip to New York will be watching her, uh, you know, play some minor role in her first play or something. So, Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Did you see any superheroes in Times Square? Aren't they all over the place for pictures? 
No, there weren't. It was it was a particularly cold night, mm, okay. so it was not. It was nothing like that. It was just a just a lot of mass of humanity and really bright, <laughs> like sure. really bright. Like yeah, it's. I uh, I've only been to New York twice, and uh, I started a tradition on my first time in New York, and then I uh, had to uh, fill it out on the last trip to New York. Uh, I buy a Rolex whenever I go to New York. <laughs> Fake one, obviously, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. But <laughs> listen, well, you can find some nice fake Rolexes in New York City. I mean, right. you just find your way around the city. And usually, well, both times I've been, my wife's been working. So I got free time to, you know, head over to Canal Street, look for a Rolex. Oh, yeah. You know, or, or go to some of the seedy areas by myself, you know. But, uh, yeah, you got to go. With, that'd be a fun boys trip, too, to New York City, uh, Harness. Take Brewski can meet us. And that'd be I a fun trip. you guys to Rudy's. Rudy's is a lot of fun. You can't miss it. It's got a, a giant, like, seven-foot-tall pig standing outside the front door of the bar. Yeah. Nice. No, I'm all for it. I do know at least one way to spot a fake Rolex, because I worked at a pawn shop, basically, in Seattle when I first moved there. And, uh, all Rolexes, uh, the uh, the little tuning knob on the side, they all have R's engraved on them. Okay. And almost none of the fake ones have the little R on there. Yeah, the fakes have, uh, unfortunately for Rolex, the fakes have gotten a lot better. I mean, they've got them, the fakes down now to the exact same weight, to the exact same diameter, all the markings. The pawn shop there. stuff got out there. And they're, yeah. <laughs> they defeated it. Okay. Yeah. Bastards. Hey, dude, yeah. I was curious, Brewski, uh, when you told me that you... Uh, 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 came home the same night. Is you mentioned that your son's mom was coming into town? Is there any ever talk about you seeing her again, or is that something you're just trying to keep separate? I, I'm right now just kind of keeping things separate. I mean, sure. I, I I always remember things he tells me about what's been going on with his mother, so that when I do see him in person, I can ask him about it. You know, sure. Um, because I genuinely care. Hope she's doing all right. She had a tough time during COVID, and um, so it's just kind of making sure she's she's all right. I mean, it's, just, it's his mother, so sure, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think that would be kind of really, like, really awkward even for me. So um, yeah, that's a tough one. Although, what if this is like a Hallmark movie in the making? What if you guys are both single and the sparks reunite, the family comes back together? Yeah, no. no. <laughs> I'm going to write a Hallmark movie based on that, though. So thank you for the inspiration. You, you should make a shit ton of money on that. <laughs> yeah. Call up Lacey Chabert and, and you're all set. Yes. You know, uh, a woman I dated a couple of years ago for a few months was a huge fan of Hallmark movies. So I humored oh, her in a few wow. of those things. And it, it is such torture. It's the same plot in every single fucking movie. Sure. Some little, you know, idyllic location and the new guy moves to town and they butt heads at first. And then they discover the passion and the road. Like, oh, jeez. Or the guy love comes them. back to town. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen yeah. you since high school. High school, exactly. Yeah. It's all the same <laughs> basic I, premise. There, there was one called Love on the Air or something like that that was based on a radio station. I thought for sure oh, that you, you would I'd have like seen that one. Yeah. yeah it's one of my uh, high school uh, classmates, uh, she was a mildly successful actress, and she starred in one of the Hallmark movies. Uh, oh, wow. Something about Love on Ice or something. She was a former like Olympic ice skater and retired to the small town and opened an ice rink, and the Zamboni guy who was always giving a grief. <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, so I think you and I have talked about this before, Steve, but you went to the high school in Chelsea, right? Yes. Uh, because, you know, way back, one of my first radio jobs uh, when I was on the Harvard football broadcasts, we had a guy 
from Chelsea High School who played. Toby Skelton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he He's played a for Harvard. Yeah. yeah, get out of town, really? Oh yeah, no, Kobe and uh, I, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, I, I thought that was. The, I don't know if you had gone to the same. If it was more than one high school in the town, that's all. Definitely not more than one high school. He was a classmate. I mean, we were the same age, same grade, grew up together, lived down the street from me. Kobe okay. was always, him and one other dude were always the two big jocks in school. Gotcha. And, you know, I, you wanted to hate him because he was the jock, but he was honestly a super nice dude. And um, it was funny. He went to Harvard, and he even joked about this after the fact. He got a scholarship to Harvard to play uh, football, and he got a like a history degree or something. I was just like, dude, you went to Harvard and you got a history degree? <laughs> like, yeah. what are you going to do with that? That's He's like, I'm going to be a football coach somewhere. Now I got a degree. <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is, is that sometimes I, I've heard that you can study sociology, right? And if you go to the right school, like Harvard or something like that, people will hire you for like jobs that you never thought that you would yes. be. That's uh, the truth. Dude. Because you, you got Harvard. Harvard on there. Yeah, no, for, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I told him, why get a history degree? There's no future in it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And I saw an interview with Conan O'Brien recently, by the way, who went to Harvard. He said, you know what? Harvard's the same as every other college. It was so hard to get into. But once I was there, it was just like every other class. It wasn't like extra hard or something. But everyone bows down to you for going to Harvard. It's yeah. hard to get into, dude. I mean, that's 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 the benchmark, right? Is it, it's just hard to get into. Yeah. Once you're there, you probably do fine. But there's uh, a couple yeah, of schools that I think have that sort of clout. But for the rest of them, Stanford. I told my kids, like, just go to a college, get a degree. No one gives a shit. You know, they just want to see that you got a degree somewhere, and then it's all about your real world experience. But yeah, there's and a couple the, Harvard, Stanford's. Yeah, they open some doors, and even that's starting to fade, dude. I, well, I, but, I mean, college is starting to fade for what you need in life. It's again. way overhyped and overpriced. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, it got real big. The uh, trade started losing and everything, and everyone wanted to get. A college degree and uh you know mortgage their finances and make all that happen and i don't think people care anymore i remember for a while when i was looking for a radio job i had all this experience in radio and they were like yeah we're not taking anyone without a uh, college degree and yeah. i have a trade degree but i don't Me have too. a college degree and they, i was like seriously Somebody who's been on the air in a major market for ten plus years, like that doesn't that doesn't mean anything. Or... That, that is weird because normally once you have real world experience, no one gives a fuck where you went to school at. Well, I can tell you. So Entercom way back was giving me crap about that because they were like, "Well, you know, we want somebody with a college degree because to them they I was told by a um, HR person it shows that you are able to finish a, a major project or something like that. Right. Blow I'm in. just like, really? Come on. I, I built something for my Kia last week. Is that enough of a project <laughs> that I finished for you? And I by did. the way, most colleges have terrible broadcasting programs. I mean, they're not intensive and they're taught, you know, it's not. Well, you know. I mean, unless you go to Syracuse and you study at the, and that's if you're going to study to be, because um, all the big sportscasters, all went to new the Newhouse School of Broadcasting at Syracuse. Like most of the people that you hear on TV and that sort of thing, they they all went to Syracuse. That's kind of like the spot if you want to go someplace. Yeah, yeah. It's the um, Ivy League of Broadcasting sure. School. I mean, the, the like like Mike Tirico from uh, from NBC Sports when he was a sophomore at um, Syracuse, he was actually the peer um, advisor. 
to Mitch Levy, whose show I used to produce in Seattle. And mm-hmm. as a sophomore at Syracuse, Mike uh, Tarico was doing um, nightly sports cast for a local TV station. Wow. In Syracuse as yeah. a sophomore in college. That's because crazy. It's, it's a whole like they get into that Syracuse. The farm the, league thing, yeah. The, the Syracuse sound. But if you're a college guy, you can't do that in like Boston or even another mid mid major market, you know. But yep. Syracuse, for some reason, with the sports guys, that's the spot. But I know what you mean about um, broadcasting wise. It's yeah. Usually, I went to an actual broadcasting school in Detroit, the Specs Howard School of Broadcast Arts in the industry, a very well known thing, and um, uh, it was great because it was taught by all industry people that were either currently or recently retired. It was eight hours a day, five days a week, nothing but radio and television. But uh, uh, that school that's what I did too. Yeah, it was a great school, and they had me interning before I graduated. I was on air at a classic rock station in Detroit before I was done with school. But uh, they didn't survive COVID. The, uh, the oh, school, really? yeah, I mean, you well, didn't think about he die? it. You, oh, no, I was your instructor. They well, died. they both died. Uh, Specs Howard was a real broadcaster known for his black rim glasses, so his nickname was Specs. Specs gotcha. Howard. And, um, and Dick Kernan, who ran that school for centuries, it seemed like, who everyone in the industry knew and uh, revered. He uh, he started WRIF, one of the most famous rock oh, stations. In, the uh, Riff. Weren't you on the Riff? Yeah, well, I was on the sister station. I did a, a couple little things on the Riff, but not much. But, uh, but yeah, he passed away a couple of years ago, and then COVID hit, and the school shut down, and they just they didn't have the finances to survive two years with no money coming sure. in. So they sold off the program to, uh, I don't know, some smaller college in the Detroit area. So now you can go take the Specs Howard curriculum there, but not the same. Yeah, it won't, that won't be the same, dude. That won't no, be the for same. sure. Though, uh, you know what? Those 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 programs were the th- same thing I was doing for uh, people while working in radio. You know, they'd pay like $5,000 and they would in once a week. And uh, we kind of get to shadow me around my shift. And mm-hmm. then maybe I'd spend an hour with them, you know, teaching a little bit. And then it was all just a booklet that they filled out. And right. they paid good money to be able to do it. But uh, I felt so bad. And I think I ended up telling, I think I only had like four four or so people that I took through the program. And I think I told them all, like, this is bullshit. I mean, like the, the this is what you paid for was to get in a radio station right. and to try and meet somebody that's in the business. It's all so incestual anyway that if you get in here, I mean, this is all you're paying for. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, good stuff. Um, New Year's Eve. Anyone do anything fun? We're uh, we're into the brand new year, but just barely. Yeah, I, we're in. I just I just worked. I mean, you're the one that had that had plans, Steve. I mean, yeah, it, it, you any were doing good, fun stuff. Any Uber shenanigans? No one puking your car? Nothing crazy? No, nobody, no, nobody puked in my car. Although there were a couple of times where there were a couple of uh, the young ladies who were getting in and out of my getting out of my car, and um, I have three rows of seats in in my my Ford Flex, and I had to like not be like the perv that was looking at them because I would see straight up the skirt. You didn't have thing. to be the not perv, but yeah, okay. I, I know, but it's just, I don't know. <laughs> He's just trying to himself as a human, dude. Yes, I get it. I just didn't want them calling up Uber and saying I was looking up their skirt or something like that, that I'm not sure. able to work. And but No one was, invited you in for a threesome, as you've had happen before? No, but I'll tell you what, I've had plenty of people offer me drinks. And you know, like, uh, oh man, you're, you're the best Uber driver ever. Come, come drink with us. And 
I was like, I wish I could, but <laughs> they frown on drinking while driving, don't they? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, good thing they didn't, they didn't see me after New York City. <laughs> uh, you were off the clock though, so it's your, yeah. that's your Brock. Um, <laughs> Did you make big money or do as well as you hoped you would have? Yes, I I made good. in one I made in one night what I usually make in uh, Friday and Saturday night combined. Nice, plus a little bit more. So good. people were generous with the tips. Well, it wasn't even just that. I mean, I, I mean, in eleven hours, I drove just the volume hours. of rides. Yeah, I did thirty rides in eleven hours. Holy shit! Yeah, that's what's crazy. an average yeah. ten fifteen in a thirty hour or in that time frame. I, I I don't normally do eleven hours. I mean, I might do that's nine ten hours. Time. Yeah, I'm I'm allowed to drive twelve hours tops. That's a Department of Transportation rule, like for long haul yeah. truckers too. Um, yeah, but yeah, thirty rides was a lot, and then like you know the rides were more expensive and. Um, tips yeah, you guys raise rates for a prime night like that, right? Um, the, the, the algorithm does, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't I mean, mean you personally, but Uber raises, right? They yeah. do around this town. I know. I assume a major city like Boston, they do. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, so when I was coming home, probably around quarter after six, I actually saw in town in certain sections of the city at quarter to six in the morning, there was plus $15. Wow. What, what that, that so, that, so that means like, say, say the ride normally costs like a ten dollar ride oh it was still the high rate at six o'clock in the morning the next day yes Jeez. Wow. are you considered an uber xl your car mine is yes yeah, yeah. so I, I had a lot of rides that night that had like six people in my car which ups the odds on someone puking in my car when yeah. i've got six people that have been out drinking all night oh yeah do you see any boobies at all uh I saw some side boob. That's a booby. Some side boob and that sort of thing. Um, I did get hit on in a really uncomfortable way by a very flamboyantly gay man who was out. Well, man, he was probably a young kid. I was just going to say, what was his name? I was joking, though. So it really Robert. was. Though. <laughs> the guy's name was Robert, and he gets in my car. And so on Lansdowne Street in Boston, which is behind Fenway and where a lot of nightclubs are, there's a sausage guy that's always there. And the sausages from this guy's like, <laughs> real sausage sell, party, huh? Sa- sausage, peppers, and onions, and they're out nice. of this world. But this asshole Great gets drunk my, food, right? Yeah, exactly. This yeah. guy gets in my car, and he's got a sausage wrapped up in a bun, and it's slathering ketchup. Who put his ketchup on an Italian sausage? Wow, I probably would, but that's me. So. Oh my god! And then and then we're driving with his friends, and he's like, "Do you think I'm cute? Do you think I'm fat?" And the and and, oh. and, and, and the only gay men you can hook me up with, and I'm just like, and then finally I could tell he was trying to push my buttons, so I started <laughs> saying stuff back to him that made him equally more uncomfortable. Not, what'd you say? Oh, like there was one time he says, "Oh, I think I need a butt plug," and I just said, "I said, oh yeah, you need one like this big here," and I pick up my water bottle and flip it to the bottom <laughs> side like that. He's like, ah, he's just like, he's like, I couldn't fit that. I'm just like, you know what? That's the wrong, not with an attitude like that. You can't. Right. Don't sell yourself <laughs> short, buddy. Come on. But nice young. Let's do this. I was like, listen, listen. You know, you you got to work up to it, but you you can do it. Don't ever let them tell you you can't be your best. That's good. You're a, a gay motivational speaker. I like that. Uh, and then Nick, That's a I lot broke, of sausage. <laughs> Nick, I broke up your favorite um, brewski line about a night. Oh, the night's a puppy. I did. Yes. <laughs> At one hey, point, dude. I said that to someone. That is so funny. Speaking of which, I heard a new one uh, on New Year's Eve. Uh, have you ever heard the Knights of Diaper? No. I have not. Yeah, I hadn't heard it either. Is that a Somebody's, compliment? 
No, I mean, it's young. The night is young, right? The oh, night's a diaper. Uh, okay. Uh, That's a little but, chomo humor, I think, right there. <laughs> uh, you would know. He's <laughs> my diaper daddy. It was in the annual newsletter I just got, so yes. Uh, uh, well, I'm glad you had a safe good night, dude. And, uh, yeah, all the sausage was fun. Uh I'm glad you got done with all that stuff. Hey, speaking, speaking of this real quick, just let me throw one of my news articles into this mix. Uh, Wait, this, sure. this, this Chomo thing is uh, referencing to me uh, theoretically dating younger women. Um, it, it, John Stamos. We all love John Stamos, right? Yeah. Of course. Old House, Beach Boys, come on, right? Yeah. Uh, he was on Dax Shepard's podcast. And uh, told a story about how he was, uh, he said, I was freshly divorced from Rebecca Romaine Stamos, and there was some award show or party or after party or something, Stamos explained. And my press agent says, there's this girl that wants to meet you. You got to meet her. She's in theater. She's fun. Uh, you guys would be great. Her name is Kirsten Bell, who, of course, is Dak Shepard's now wife, right? Right. Sure. So they were at some party, and someone said, you know, go uh, go hit on her. And the, the Full House actor's admission drew audible gasps from Shepard and co-host Monica Padman. Uh, however, he quickly clarified that he felt he was, quote, too old for Bell, who was 17 years his junior. And I'm currently, you know, th- that's that's slightly within my age range I'm talking about. Uh, so 17 <laughs> years his junior. So uh, Uncle Jesse felt dirty about that. However... He said, quote, uh, I just uh, I was it was so lofty and I thought I'm too old. But then I got over that, alluding to the fact that he is now married to a woman 23 years younger than him. Well, he is in his 60s at this point. So when you're 60 and marrying a 40, it's not that big of a deal, dude. I'm telling you, as you get older, they keep getting younger. You can't go for him. I mean, you can, but you'll be a chomo. <laughs> you know, you've got your membership card uh, to the chomo. See how old, hey, Siri, how old is John Stamos? John Stamos is 59 years old. 59. So, 23. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, She's pretty good looking, too. I don't know if you've ever seen his uh, wife. I don't know if the camera's going to uh, pick that up for you. but Yeah, well, she is a cutie. Yeah, so I don't know. So he got over it. But I'm also 46. Everyone keeps telling me I'm old. So if I'm dating somebody 17 years younger, are we not in the same range? If that's Listen, cool? dude, you're comparing your t- yourself to a guy. Uh, this is, back in the yeah. day, I used to tell people on the radio, you know, your uncle next to you, you know, and it came off really <laughs> creepy. You're right. talking about a guy, dude, who is an uncle to everyone. He's Uncle Jesse, dude. He can get away with what he's doing. Whoa. Okay, but I've got some fatherly charm as well. I don't know what's uncle charm. <laughs> you know. I'm just saying, if John Stamos can date somebody 23 years younger, then certainly I can date someone 15 years younger. Come on. Well, yeah, you just you know you just gotta like go with the uh, the Christmas tree rule. Yeah, what's that? Keep it watered? <laughs> no, they're, they're useless after the 25th. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Christmas tree. Mm, I like that. Uh, yeah, you would like that. <laughs> or quite frankly, keep it watered because you do that so it doesn't burn your house down, and that can happen with women, too. So. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. I don't know. I just feel better knowing Uncle Jesse and I are in the same group. So. Well, good. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, Nick, how was your New Year's? Your Year's was family friendly and wholesome, right? It was. It was quiet. Age appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it was quiet. Didn't hit on any underage women. Wasn't hit in. Hit on by any men. You know, just a boring uh, night. Lame. Sorry. Family friendly. Yes. I want to hear about Steve's. 
Hmm. Well, me and my 10 years younger than me, uh, current woman I'm seeing, uh, uh, we had another fun night. You know, I mean, we debated on the last show, like, I, do I take her out on the town and do it up? But I was saying, like, I live in Lake Tahoe. It's crazy that night. Uh, Mother Nature stepped in uh, this atmospheric river that's hitting the West Coast. Um, it pounded us. We we barely made it out to my house like early in the day. I went and picked her up because she doesn't have a winter ready car, and we got to. It took several hours for a, a, a road trip that should have been forty five minutes. Took like two or three hours to get home. We barely made it up the street to my house, and once we got wow. here. Um, I just told her, like, I don't mean to be lame or anything, but we're not going out again. Like, I don't even know that we can physically get out of the house down the road and any of that stuff. So yeah. she didn't seem to object her mind. And I had pre-planned. I'd gotten a bunch of different liquor options and I'd already planned to cook for us. The original plan was we we're going to eat in and then go out for drinks. Um, but yeah, the drinking part didn't work. And uh, it was like three in the afternoon or something. And I put on singles. Because nice. we needed to kill a couple hours, so I thought a movie would be good. And we we're all big fans of Singles, the Seattle dating movie uh, back in the early 90s, riddled with pop culture references and Seattle Had she icons. Seen it? And no, never seen it. Wow. But the fucking power kept going on and off. So oh. we made it, you know, 30 minutes into the movie and the power kept going on and off. So we kept having to return, you know, start it. And, yeah. uh, but then the power officially went off like 30 minutes into the movie. And, uh, yeah, so we spent um, the rest of the evening in my uh, dark house. I had planned on cooking um, spaghetti and meatballs and some salad and white wine and stuff. And I thought maybe I should just get some meat and put it on the barbecue. But I thought, <laughs> I'm going to keep it simple. But I have an electric stove, so we had no power. So I fucking cooked spaghetti and meatballs on a barbecue. I was going to say, on the grill, good for you. Right? I boiled Shut water on there. I did the sauce Hell meatballs yeah. on the barbecue. So that was a new fun trick for me. Way to improvise. Thank you. So, And then as I, I was texting Nick throughout it, letting him know, you know, A, how the date was going, but also the radio station, like, are we on the air or not, and all that with power outages. And I told Nick at one point, like, I just got to get through dinner. The rest of our fun can happen in candlelight just fine. <laughs> you know? yeah. I got booze. We'll be home alone. I'll keep her warm. No worries there. So what? Is she flirty when she shows up? I mean, when she shows up to your house at this point, does she know that uh, it's on like Donkey Kong at some point? I would assume she knows that. I mean, uh, she's been hanging around with me for a month or so, so I've never, uh, never been shy about it. And we, I told you guys, you mean, you've never been shy about it. Do you like my sexual desires wiener or do you talk about it? No, I mean, I, I still believe in ramping into things, but I've never been shy that, you know, that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a sexual dude and I've got appetites. And I told her our second date, you know, I told the story on the air about taking her to the radio station and we had this in-depth makeout session that lasted like an hour. And I called her the next night. I was like, listen, I want you to understand I'm a gentleman. So that's why I didn't take it any further, but I'm not a boy scout. Out. I wanted to tear your clothes off, and I would have ravaged you if I had been given the green light. But that's right. But don't think that that's going to keep lasting <laughs> in the third, fourth, fifth dates. Okay. So, yeah. so if you're not into it, don't come over. Otherwise, right. exactly. So, a couple of weeks ago, we had the epic night in of uh, just partying like rock stars. Like we killed almost a full bottle of tequila and just went at it for hours. And I literally did damage to my body, bruising and chafing. <laughs> and We've got a, uh, well, I did contact her earlier today for a, re- a review on the night. Can yes. we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love a 
sausage. Yes. She certainly does seem to. You've done Um, well, Steve. She has got some skills, let me tell you, gentlemen. I mean, this woman knows what she's up to. And, um, yeah, there there may have been some almost vomiting happening at one point. Oh, nice. Good times. I mean... Like a porn star, this woman knows what she's doing. So, nice. <laughs> so that was cool. This uh, New Year's Eve was close to that level, but not quite. But we certainly went at it for several hours. And there was plenty of drinking going on. And let me see if I can. Let me see if I can show you something. Oh no, dude! Steve, start making my jacket off. I don't online, know if this is going to uh, come across in the video. I need a bruising and scratching on your bicep. Yes, I do. I've got. Is from her grabbing onto you so tightly? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, lovely. So, yet again, I, I broke her uh, personal best record for amount of orgasms in one night. Yes. And, yes. Uh, yeah, every time. It's she a phenomenon. Would just, it is a phenomenon. It's a harness anon. And uh, <laughs> every time she would start, she would just grab my arms. And uh, those, I've got, I don't know how well it comes on the camera, but there's like four or five bruises. There's two big scratch marks. And, um, you know, Def Leppard was right. Love bites. Love bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought maybe uh, before you had slept with her, you thought she was a biter. Uh, has that continued? Well, she's definitely a lip biter. Uh, there's been oh. a little nibbling. I got another big-ass bruise right here on my wrist from her squeezing hard and stuff. Oh, boy. Uh, oh. And, yeah, so uh, it was uh, it was wow. fun. Um, I had her to the point where I could have just breathed on her and she would have another orgasm. I mean, it was it was going well. And so, yeah, these marks, these are from multiple different. That's not one incident. That was uh, several times. So. Good times. So, yeah, I feel uh, I feel accomplished about all that. And um, I think we made it to midnight. I don't even know. By that point, everyone was in a <laughs> drunken, stony haze. So, sure. Uh, you know, everything worked out well. Oh, you guys smoke pot together, huh? Uh, I was doing it that night. Um, she actually ended up coming back to my house last night. It was a different story. She got derailed in Tahoe, and I told her, come on over. Uh, we smoked a little. And I had told you, I made it to qualify this, Nick. Um, I told you guys that she has a job to drug test, so we hadn't smoked pot yet together. But um, one of her bosses basically told her, like, we do drug testing to hire people. Once you're on the team, we don't drug test anymore. So yeah, do what you once, want. To once do. you're working around all the heavy equipment, like, it's not that big of a deal anymore. <laughs> well, I will say they did say the only time we do drug test someone once they've started here is if you're the cause of some huge accident. accident. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's a, but, and it, isn't it, that's an OSHA thing at that point, though, too. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah her boss gave basically ever the wink and nod. Like, you can go home and get stoned. You're fine. <laughs> so. So, yeah, there was some of that going on. And, yeah, some wine, some tequila. Yeah, so we uh, we had a fun night. Power ended up coming back on at midnight. I almost burned the house down. That was fun. <laughs> With candles Jeez. or what? Yeah. So, as you can see, my house here is an A-frame, which if you're not familiar with it, it's literally an A, so the walls are sloped uh, when you're in the upper stories of the house here. And so, I had candles on a tray, and I brought them up, and we had already kind of started fooling around downstairs, so I wasn't in my right mind. And I put them on a dresser I have that butts up to one of the slanted walls on the A-frame, and I thought there was enough of a gap, you know, between the candles and the, the slope of the roof line there. Yeah. And 30, 40 minutes into fooling around, I look over, and you can see on my wall behind me, like all these notches in the wood. Yeah. I, I noticed Yeah, I noticed there was two dark circles now forming over the candles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, those so are pine knots. Those are burn marks. Right. Now, I will say they blend in perfectly, so it doesn't look like I almost burned the house down. But I went over there, and not only could I see the two burn marks, sorry, but I put my hand on it. It was like, oh, sh- that's hot. <laughs> like, oh. A fire was going to start at some point, so I uh, I pulled the candles away. <laughs> no bueno. Right. 
So, yeah. No better harness. You live in a terrible community to start a fire. Right. It was in Fuego, for sure. Almost literally. So, well, good, so uh, yeah. No, so New Year's Eve was good. Like I said, I think we were awake at midnight, but mm, who knows? So uh, we rang in the New Year correctly. Very nice. Yeah. No, it was a good night. Uh, so. Since I had a more family-friendly uh, uh, <laughs> no New Year. Yeah. Dude, uh, we're f- flipping through channels, right? And they did some cool shit on TV this year for, you know, ball drops and locally, yeah. New York, whatever. Uh, Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton did a special together. That's yeah. uh, uh, Dolly Parton is her godmother. She calls her her aunt or whatever. So they're mm-hmm. close or whatever. So they did this special together. Dolly Parton didn't come on until the very end of it all, like close to midnight. But Miley Cyrus sang with all these different people. And I don't know what you think about Miley Cyrus, but Miley Cyrus has definitely, like in the last three or four years, started singing uh, some rock ballads that are bigger, Zeppelin, Soundgarden, stuff like that, and been doing yeah. an, actually a pretty good job with it, right? So uh, first person I thought, oh, I want to watch this, she, David Byrne came on, and they did a couple of songs together, which was pretty cool. Yeah. But Speaking the of bringing down the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Way yeah, to tie yeah. together. Nice. Steve Harness was uh, <laughs> you know, practicing. Right. Uh, but, Burns, uh, uh, speaking of Byrne, yeah, he's on uh, Broadway. He's got some Broadway thing going on. Maybe that's why. Huge fan. Love David Byrne. So it was cool to see. But um, uh, what was I going to? Oh, Throughout one of the songs, Miley Cyrus is up there just fucking. I, I I kept saying to my mom and Rachel, she's got to be on mushrooms. I mean, she's on mushrooms. She was being like so dramatic with shit and doing this weird thing on stage. And then I realized she's doing the Wednesday Adams dance. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you found it appealing, didn't you? I can hear it in your voice. No, I did not, dude. I, I'm not hot for Miley Cyrus. She's just. I'm not hot for the Wednesday Adams actress either, but that dance. <laughs> no, I thought it was odd. I thought she was well, on true. You thought she was having a seizure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did. I, I didn't think it was sexy, but I was you like, thought she was. Just, doing she was channeling her inner robert plant you yes. know doing that like like doing that axel rose kind of crab walk yes Andy jones sort of yes 100 percent, dude 100 percent. so and i can't listen to guns and roses without doing that dance so i hear you well, you know speaking of led zeppelin and dolly parton i heard the other day that um she reached out to led zeppelin because she wants to actually do stairway to heaven with them with uh-huh. robert plant and uh-huh. uh Jimmy Page and um, I'm sure no one's ever asked them that. So. But it's, it's Dolly Parton. I mean, it's, it's I mean everybody else can ask. Oh, it's Dolly but, Parton. I thought you said Miley Cyrus. No, no, Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton wants to do steroid. Oh, that could yes. be interesting. Okay, it could uh, yeah. be interesting, dude. Uh, Dolly Parton. I mean, we've always known Dolly Parton's huge, but I mean, people worship her like she a is. god, dude. What do you uh, call <laughs> Dolly Parton in the bathtub, Brisky? Uh, I don't know. Islands in the stream, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Dolly Parton was still looking good, dude. And I checked. I asked Suri, how old is Dolly Parton? She's my mother's age, dude. And she looks fantastic. You're an anti-chomo then. You're going going the other direction. That's the direction I'm going for You want Dolly to chomo you. I get it. That's cool. That's right. Well, you know, Dolly always says, it costs a lot of money to look this cheap. Yeah. Yeah, she's an interesting lady, dude. Uh, she she put a song that she recorded into a box at Dollywood, okay, like a time capsule type thing, 
Yeah. Uh, and it will not be, no one's ever, she put a song she recorded in there. No one's ever heard it except for her. And it is not to be opened until that. 2045. You know, she'd be gone by then unless she was, you know, a hundred years old or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's a cool thing to do, dude. It's a really uh, cool idea. Yeah. So yeah. some pop artist in 20 something years is going to get to record that thing, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it'll be neat. Uh, you know, you you think the same thing for Prince and Chris Cornell. Like, they have to have so much material that, well, I know for a fact for Prince, like, he has so much stuff in the vault that he didn't want released, and there's been, like, a little battle of whether or not some of that stuff's going to be dropped and stuff like that. I just uh, I, I can't get on the right side of it. As selfish as I am, I'd like to hear it. But at the same time, I respect an artist not wanting to reveal something they didn't want revealed. You know what I mean? Yeah, some of those those old Beatle recordings, like the recordings are a little subpar, and they had to go back and remaster and mix them to make them even remotely acceptable. But what Dolly's doing, like putting a song that someone else can now re-record and release, uh, that's pretty cool. So we'll be around in theory. So I can't wait to see what happens. It may be a hit for her. She recorded it, you know. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's well, recorded. Cool. Ready to go. Two twenty forty five. We'll have first access to Dolly's new track. All right. <laughs> I'll be counting down the days. Uh, speaking of counting down, did you guys see CNN totally fucked up their New Year's Eve ball drop? Uh, well, I know they had a lot of problems. Are you speaking specifically of the ball? Yeah, the whatever band was still playing, and the clock hit midnight, and Don Lemon's <laughs> on stage, like throwing beads to the audience, and you see him glance up and do like a double take. Like, it's midnight. It's like oh, like they totally missed the the, the midnight ball oh, drop. No. Oh my god! And the song Good. that was playing was "Back That Ass Up." And this was your CNN band drinking, and still they all fucked it up. So <laughs> you had so one dude, that was job. a complete abortion right. all the way around because. They did ban drinking, and last year Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen had got got way too drunk on the air. Yeah, it was a huge thing. That, yeah. They said, "Oh, we're not going to ask Andy Cohen to come back. He did a good job, but uh, you know, he got way too drunk." So all they did all night long is talk about the fact that they weren't allowed to drink, <laughs> right. and artists that came on they were drinking and they were like i don't know why you guys aren't allowed to drink it was the topic of conversation all night (laughs) and andy cohen was like i'm not gonna say that uh, i'm not drinking tonight but i'm not gonna say i don't have a pocket full of edibles Uh, did he say that yeah i was like good for you dude i mean you can't drink come on yeah fight the power that's fight the power (laughs) fake news cnn Right. Um, well, should we stay on New Year's topics? Should we just uh, make that our segue here? Yeah, we can. Um, I've got a... Let, let me start with a depressing end-of-the-year story. that We've talked about this on the show, and I don't know why our government can't get this fucking figured out. Uh, cannabis reform dead in Congress after objections from Republicans. Of what course. Is, what is wrong with them, dude? What I is wrong with them? Uh, Congress won't include any cannabis provisions in its year-end spending package, dooming the chances of an overhaul of marijuana laws for the foreseeable future. It's it's a tough break, dude, because the people who are doing it are struggling, and there's been a lot of violence created by all this because of the federal laws having this be an all-cash fucking business. It's so stupid. And I in Washington, I mean, I'm seeing a dispensary getting broken into and people murdered, you know, on the weekly, it seems like. 
I don't care if you're pro-pot or anti-pot. If you're pro-business, you have to see the hypocrisy of states saying it's legal, but the federal government saying it's illegal still. And like Nick said, it forces you to be a cash business because the banking system is federal. I mean, either let them be a business or don't. So we really need to get all the states on the same page, or at least maybe carve out federal exceptions for states that have legalized it. But yet again, Congress not getting it done. And yet again, surprise, surprise, Republicans are to blame. Look at the economy in Colorado, dude. If you just want an early insight of how this is going to work out as your state takes on legalization of marijuana. Colorado is sitting so pretty right now, dude, yeah. economically. I mean, it's it's where it's at. It's where it's it, at. It contributes tax dollars. It's employment opportunities. It's taking it out of the guy in the van, selling it at the high school or whatever, because, you know, if it's legal, uh, you know, why? why? It, it's just like selling beer to minors. When you have a store license on the line, like they're not going to fuck around with that kind of stuff for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and again, whether you agree or not, it's real. They see changes in the hospitals. Uh, people aren't going to pain clinics as much as they used to be. I mean, it's 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 helping people, dude. Come on. Yeah. Well, it, it is. And the thing about that, though, is the pain clinics in Florida, uh, there was a great um, documentary on Vice about that, where you can go to these pain clinics and just tell a doctor, you know, I have this pain and that pain, and then they'll write you a script like, like not even really knowing you and you pay the right amount of money for you to go get like Oxycontin and stuff like that. And like, these folks are like, then like smoking the pills, not even like ingesting them. They're like smoking them or sometimes injecting them and that sort of thing after cooking them down a little bit and that sort of thing. And it it was a great documentary, dude. I mean, but it's part of the reason Florida is laughed at with every news story comes up. You're like, Oh, that must've been in Florida. That's exactly why dude. Yeah. Yeah. No. Go ahead. No, I was going to say on on the the weed thing, I saw a story here in Massachusetts that that the price is actually coming down quite a bit on weed because there are so many pot shops. Yeah. That that they're not immune to the laws of supply and demand and free market and all that. So yeah. Yeah, like you said, Steve, it's it's about business. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, they're real businesses. Let them be real businesses. But the feds have to take their heads out of their ass. Uh, you know, it's still uh, classified as a Schedule One narcotic. I mean, it's ridiculous. And these pot shops, too. Not only do you have a good variety of the actual flower, uh, but you've got the vapes. You've got the herbals. You've got all these edibles. You've got the oils and the waxes. You've got straight CBDs that are more medical benefits. I mean, it's a variety that you can never get access to before. Steve, I had a question about um, radio station. Do you guys take spots for? Yep. For that, okay. But do you you broadcast them on the air or only on the yep. stream? Yep. So here's the deal. So our radio station, we allow marijuana advertising. We have one shop in particular that's been a loyal advertiser now for a couple of years. Okay. And when I first put them on, uh, another radio station in, a, in in Reno, a bigger market near us, they called me and they said, how are, you, how are you doing this? How are you getting away with taking advertising dollars for marijuana? Because again, radio stations are federally licensed by the FCC. Pot's illegal federally. And I told them, I said two things. One, I own the place. So I I don't have to answer to anyone. So I've decided that it's okay. But here's why I decided that. Uh, The FCC came up with very strict rules for alcohol and tobacco advertising. 
And until they come up with rules for marijuana advertising, I don't live in gray areas. You didn't tell me I can't do it, so therefore I'm going to do it until you tell me to stop. And it's been going on for a few years now. And there are other radio stations that have started accepting it because it's money. You don't want to turn away, you know, ad dollars. And they're, again, a real business in your community. So until the feds step in and set actual rules for radio stations, I figure there are no rules. I will do what I want then. Yeah. So that's how we get away with it. Well, and I was it's down- all done in trade, dude, so we don't get any money. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was asking because some stations do it uh, on their s- stream only, yeah. or right. or what they'll do is they'll do um, uh, little vignettes, like like they'll film like a, like a like a thirty or a sixty second spot, and um, make it they, educational. They, no, they they do it as a pre roll before you before you actually connect to their streaming. Oh, okay. Because if it's yeah. on the web, it's not licensed by or it's not regulated by the FCC. So yeah, yeah it, it, exactly. Like like there's there's this uh, cannabis delivery company here, and and um, I've never heard their spots on the air, but um, this one radio station I listen to, they have one of the air talents who does like a thirty second pre roll ad for the, for the cannabis delivery company, and it shows like my the the guy in the, in his apartment, and then like the, the the cannabis delivery guy coming and ringing the doorbell, and you know that whole like hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, here's your package and that sort of thing. So and by the way, when Brewski says pre roll, he's not making a marijuana joke. I mean, so it's a no, broadcasting it's, term. <laughs> yeah, it, it basically means the little commercials like you watch, like when you go on YouTube and you have to watch a commercial before you yeah, see a video. Yeah. It's called pre roll. And and the other thing, too, that I've been looking for is there are other radio stations in bigger cities that have been doing this. When they start getting busted by the FCC, then maybe I'll start to get nervous. But we're a little fish in a little town, so they're not coming after us first. So if I hear about, you know, some station in L.A. getting busted, then maybe I'll readjust. But otherwise, no. Good for you. Advertising is advertising. I'm glad to hear you're doing it. Yeah. Oh, now you are a champion. <laughs> it's been a weird struggle. I'll tell you, this whole pot being legal thing. Like, how do you address this with the kids? Like, I come from a generation of hiding marijuana because it's illegal and you can get arrested. And But now it's not. And it's in our community. My kids hear it on the radio station. So do I put a bong on the dinner table next to the bottle of wine? Like, obviously not. But at what point does that go away? Because they're both legal. Listen, yeah. here's the thing. Do you keep your tequila out? I mean, it's in the kitchen. Kids can open the cupboard. My bong's not anywhere obvious. All right. So do you, I think it's up to you, dude, to start teaching these children now. But this is something we didn't get. So it's up to you to start teaching them. You know what? Uh, for my nieces who are of the age that they're starting to do stuff like this, yeah. I tell them all the time, I would much rather you smoke pot. If you know where it came from, yeah, than yeah. drink you We've had I mean? that discussion, the kids and I. Um, I've told them, don't do something that will kill you. Alcohol can kill you. Hardcore drugs can kill you. Marijuana cannot. So if you're going to experiment with something, that's the better. But I've never broached. I drink in front of my kids. I'll have a beer at, uh, at the dinner table or a bottle of wine or company comes over and we make cocktails. Like, that's yeah. commonplace. But we're not passing around a joint at a holiday party in front of the kids. Something we all went to the Jack Johnson me. concert together and people were offering us pot. And I kept being like, no, no, no. Not me. <laughs> there is something about it that just for whatever reason, I guess it's just the way we were raised. It's just kind of a dirtier secret. Dude. That's the thing. I mean, I mean, it's again it's generational we've been ingrained that this is not an out in the open sort of thing so i don't know that i uh, will broach that with my kids maybe it's their generation that'll start to normalize it more you know so if you see them smoking pot uh will you say oh i do that too fist bump them 
It's like, bring, cut your dad in. So you will. I don't know. No, don't I mean, out that that joint, dude. Right. I'll teach him good pot etiquette. My uh, my firstborn has told me that in her theater community that she told me recently, like, everyone's telling me that I'm going to be a stoner when I get older. They just see it on me. I got that stoner vibe. And part of me is like, well, you are my daughter, I guess, or her my firstborn. So, yeah, I suppose. But uh, it makes me cringe a little. But, yeah, I mean, it's become way more normal. And I would rather someone be a stoner than a drunk. Uh, but will I ever smoke with one of my kids? Maybe when they're adults, like way adults, and everything is way removed. You know, I just think about the uh, kids that I went to high school with that we would smoke with their parents. <laughs> you know, it was always like, oh Weird. boy, you're the you're the trashy you're yes. the trashy family. Exactly you know, that I get to smoke with your parents or whatever. You know? Yeah. And I used to, yeah, yeah, I told you guys this back in the day, I knew a guy in Seattle was one of my regular connections. And yeah, his kids would just be hanging around us as he was selling me pot or he'd roll one and smoking it in front of his kids. And I always thought like, that's kind of dirty and creepy and weird, but I mean, and it was illegal back then. So the fact that it's legal now changes a little, but I still yeah. hold on to that perception of like, that's weird. But sure. again, alcohol, no, but it's because alcohol has been legal and normalized forever. So Yeah. Yeah. Well, Republicans, pull your heads out of your asses. I mean, you vote against all our mental health stuff, and then you uh, just double up on it and vote against all of the You're really batting yeah. zero. You know, as soon, as soon as the people that contribute to them are making big money on uh, legal weed, cannabis, yeah. then then you'll see them change their stance 100%. on that. 100%. I That's, thought Republicans were pro-business, right? So this is a real business out there. Why wouldn't they well, be? But unfortunately, they're also, they married themselves back in the 70s to the Christians and the moral majority. And the and, big pharma did. Um, and and, that's, and the, the Christians and, and the moral majority folks and that sort of thing, they're the ones that are against weed and, and anything like that. So they have to balance that whole, like, okay, who's paying me more money? Well, they both are paying me big money. Yeah. So, you know, I'm blanking on the guy's name. See if you can help me, Brewski. Speaker of the House, Republican, back in the Pelosi days. He was always way too tan. That's John Boehner. Boehner. Yes. Boehner is invested in a pot company now that he's retired from politics. Yeah. He's actually um, he's actually a lobbyist for them now. Yeah. Actually, he's not just invested. He's he's a lobbyist for him. Yeah, I guess he's he, he's he's moved beyond his Winston's and red wine. He's now he's now doing the weed. Yeah. Well, as soon as he stepped away from politics, now he's like, "Well, I'm going to pursue an opportunity that makes sense," <laughs> you know. So sure, he's not a, he's not a dumb guy. No, it's kind of like a lot of Republicans with you know with uh, homosexuality. Like they don't like gay people until they realize their son is gay or their best friend is gay, and then they're fine with it. So Sometimes. yeah, Rob, similar thing. With pot just more <laughs> of them need to join that club. Rob Portman was like that senator from uh, Ohio. He he was totally against uh, gays and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And then his son came out, and then all of a sudden he was like, oh, they're just like everybody else. They just want right. to love. And all that. Well, like, Dick well, Cheney was, was that way. Yeah. No, well, this, Liz, though, still doesn't really talk to his gay, her gay sister. Yeah, but Cheney came out in favor of gay marriage, you know, once he realized his daughter was gay. And, and Nick's referencing, there's some recent politician that he just went to his son's gay wedding and then went back to Congress and voted against the Defense of Marriage Act. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> what a fucking asshole. <laughs> you know, speaking of Dick Cheney, there's a great bumper sticker that he used to sell that had a picture of Dick Cheney. It says, my daughter loves Bush. <laughs> yes. That's fantastic. Embrace it, people. Embrace it. So. 
Um, at some point here, if we have time, I do have a 2022 like pop culture quiz. I thought the three of us could see if we could ace it together, but <laughs> let's see what other stuff we get to. So. Uh, well, where do we want to go, dude? Do we want to go into some dead people? Yes, let's talk death. All right, let's do that. And let's make sure we transcribe this correctly for my lawyer, too. So. Okay, good. Yes. Good. Let the bodies hit the floor. 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 We mean it with peace and love. We will let the it's bodies respectful. hit the floor. It's a respectful. Yeah, we're paying homage towards the people who we've lost. I was telling Steve <laughs> earlier, dude, that I uh, pulled up the list because I was trying to think of all the people that we had lost, and it seemed like a lot over this last year. Yeah. And uh, there are a ton of them on there, some of them huge, some of them not so big. And uh, uh, But I had forgotten so many people who died. A year uh-huh. is, is such a long news cycle at this yeah. point. You know, It's hard yes. to keep up with everything. Much so, like when Queen Elizabeth died, I will give you my opinion if I give a shit if this person died or not so. <laughs> all right well do you well, you got a buzzer or anything i i want you to be very clear with who you care about and don't care about okay yes i'm ready for you uh well let's start off with barbara walters happened just recently here mm, i'll give her a golf clap all right listen long time uh, broadcaster pioneering woman and all that stuff so yeah. i was never a big wobble walters fan but um uh, yeah i respect her uh her she did career interview in broadcast. With- she did an, an interview in the 80s with Trump that made him very uncomfortable because she kept pressing him and she yes, was she calling him out. And he a was woman had the nerve to stand up to Trump. He didn't like that at all. Not at all. He yeah. did not like it. Did you guys know that uh, the way that she spoke was uh, somewhat of an accent or uh, is that what it was? Or, I thought she had a stroke. It was an point. impediment of some sort. Yes, it's speech impediment. It's almost like that guy Barry Kwepke from The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I almost thought it was like, uh, you know, I always uh, took her way more seriously because I thought she had an accent, right? I mean, it's true, but... I did, but it was... Very exotic accents, yeah. Yeah, she died at 93. Barbara Walters, yeah. Good career. Uh, Old enough to have lived a good life. I don't feel as bad when people are into their 90s and whatnot and pass. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's That's the truth, yeah. Yeah. All right, this next one, Steve, be careful with your review of caring or not. Uh, Pope Benedict died uh, just very recently, all right? Uh, (laughs) That's not nice. 95 years old. Uh, Uh Brewski, Pele died. Wow, that's a that's that's a that's a monster right there. That's it is. I mean, and I didn't know how I didn't I I didn't realize how old Pele was. Do you have any knowledge of how old he was? Eighty two years old. Fuck me, dude. I thought he was so much younger than that. No, because he because he was actually a star in like the the sixties and seventies when they they first started the very first professional soccer league in the United States, an indoor one, the North American Soccer League. He played for New York Cosmos, and that was mid-70s. Yeah. yeah Here's crazy. what I learned about him this week. Say his name again. Pele. It's not how you pronounce it. It's a Pele. Oh, that's how we pronounce it's it Pele. in America. Right, exactly. Yes. That's the Americanized version. I thought his name was Pele, too, but it's Pele. Yes. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. Uh, giant, listen, though. A giant. pioneer in uh, sports and minority stuff and all that. So, yes, Pele. Well played. Uh, Christy Alley passed away recently here. At the well, yes, of course we care about that. Yes. She was 71. 
71, really. Hmm. That's actually kind of young, though. In the so. world today. Uh, <laughs> colon cancer. Uh, very much like someone else who died this year. Uh, she kind of kept it a secret. Uh, she had been battling for a little while and going through treatment. They announced, oh, she's sick. And then, like, I don't know, a couple of days later, she had died. Uh, so, yeah, that was a... That was a tough one. Yeah, that's tough. I had a big crush on her in the Cheers days and all that stuff. I liked her saucy attitude. And, and yeah, Cheers, legendary show. She had a couple of good things in the 80s, but she did sort of fall off the cliff at some point there. Love yeah, and then she also yeah. became a raving Trump uh, supporter, too. Oh, see, I didn't know that. She really oh, like big. Cliff, man, huh? Oh, big time. Big yeah, time. She loses a point then. Glad she's dead. No. No. <laughs> that, please, Steve. Yeah. I'm nice. kidding. Get my, mother, uh, my mother went to uh, school with Kirstie Alley. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, uh, Twitch died recently. We talked about that on the show. Uh, here's another real talented guy who uh, committed suicide. Obviously left the earth in a painful way and way too soon. Yeah, I have no opinion on the guy. I mean, uh, I see that he's heavily revered and suicide is a you know terrible real thing. And um, But yeah, beyond that, I don't have a hardcore opinion. Georgia Holt, Brewski. Crickets. <laughs> okay. Is that a sports guy? I don't even no, know. No, it's a old actress, and Brewski loves old actresses. Yeah. So I thought he would. Brewski is our pop culture encyclopedia, so I'm surprised well, you don't know who that is. I yeah. don't. Know, I'm surprised you know. Yeah, I I'll have to look her up real quick. She hot. Know. She hot back in the day. Uh, uh, I, I don't know. Singer songwriter. I see her. Yeah. Um, I don't know her. I really uh, don't know her at all. She did some shit with Cher. I, I think oh, she okay. Deal. Well uh, then. If none of us know her, then who cares? So no, you can't say you don't care. You give. I don't care, Steve. Give King. I don't care. Please, other people care. I don't care. I don't even know the person. I've never heard of him. How could I care? You're not going to give condolences Uh, to those that care. Yes, my condolences. Thank you. That's all I'm looking for. All right. Grant Wall died. Who? Uh, Grant Wall. Grant Wall. He's a sport. He was a journalist, and actually, he um was a sports journalist, and he covered soccer. And mm-hmm. um, there was a, there was a, a, some uh, rumors that it could have possibly been a nefarious death because he wrote a lot of articles where he was calling out the Qataris and the Saudis That's right. and, and that sort of thing. And um, on top of that, there were two other journalists who wrote similar type articles who died during the World Cup at the World Cup. Uh, now, yeah, the- now you know why people are like. Are uh, we sure this isn't the Saudis doing something, you know? His brother, Eric Waller, who's from Seattle, suspects foul play and has a bunch of articles on why you can why you can think that, okay? Queen Elizabeth died. We know Steve's feelings on that. Uh, condolences, Queen Elizabeth. Takeoff. Do you know uh, who He's that a is? He's a hip-hop artist. Bob Saget died this year. Oh, that, that, one, that one I... I love Bob Saget. Oh, well, I love Bob Saget, too. Uh, Steve lost power, so we're just going to keep jamming through on a couple of these. I wonder. We must, okay. I wonder if we're still. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, Nikki, I guess. You're the host there. The host with the most then, Nikki. I'm the host with the most. I wonder how it's recording if he lost power. All right. Well, maybe it's uh, transferred over to me. We'll just keep it rolling here. Okay. Uh, Bob Saget died, dude. Uh, that was a that was an odd one too. Uh, yeah, it came out that uh, that may have had some nefarious action happening behind the scenes. Did you read that? 
I read that there was a possible drug sort of thing where it was an overdose, um, but I didn't read that anybody was with him or that perhaps um, had anything to do with his death. Uh, they also thought he may have hit his head in his hotel room or something like that. That's the other thing I heard, yeah. Uh, they did a, a comedian, a bunch of comedians got together and did kind of like a, I don't know, it was like a comedy show memorial for him. Sure. Uncle Jesse was a big was a big part of it, and they were all. I think all these comedians, and rightfully so, I guess they were all just kind of blitzed throughout this performance. And there was some really cool stuff in it, but then I wanted them to hurry it along at different points. Oh, uh, yeah, this one it. is going to make you cry, Brewski. I well, maybe it did. You tell me if you cried or not. Angela Lansbury died this year. I did not cry, but um, I was more of a fan of her work in her early part of her career than the murder she wrote stuff <laughs> you were what what was from her earlier career well, Broadway? She, was in, well she was in bed knobs and broomsticks which oh that's a, true well a great disney movie and mm. then seeing a lot of the the older stuff that she did when she was younger and that sort of thing but i was not a murder she wrote fan oh that surprises me but my uh, my brewski loved murder she wrote Oh really? She watched a lot of it. Yeah, Ma Bruski loved that. I didn't get I, I didn't understand how there were all these murders always happening in this one small little town in the middle of Maine or in the coast. And why of people Maine. still wanted to live there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know. What do you go to that one's dying in Cabot Cove? What are you going there for? Yeah, didn't make sense to me either. Sydney Poitier. Oh, that's a giant in Hollywood right there. It's a giant. Died January sixth, uh, early on of the year. He was ninety four years old. They call um, me Mr. Tibbs. Yes. Uh, one of my exes got to meet Sydney. Really? Uh, Heather got to meet Sydney. Uh, he came up at the, uh, there's a hotel in Kirkland, Washington, which is a waterfront community. And he pulled up to at the valet being okay. driven. And uh, she was, she knew who he was right away. I mean, you can recognize Sydney. And oh yeah, she went over to him, and he was very kind and spoke with her a little bit to, to the best of uh, his abilities. And he was older at that point, so I mean, that was fifteen years ago. Olivia Newton-John. That was a heartbreaker. That definitely was. Yeah, uh, she had been sick for a little while, but seventy-three. I mean, she died way too young. Yeah, Robbie Coltrane. Oh, a uh, co- comedian, uh, actor, I believe, uh, from he was in The Pope Must Die and a bunch of other stuff. British guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he played uh, Hagrid in uh, the Harry oh. Potter movie. That's right. The Harry Potter stuff. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know who that would be. Oh, he's a fashion designer. <laughs> and see, oh, so we're, uh, we're such fashionable guys. That's <laughs> at home. We're hard. Yeah, as we sit here in our, our hoodies and T-shirts, uh, <laughs> there's another. Oh, Ray Liotta died, dude, and I had forgotten that he died. I Yeah, that that, that was a, a bit of a surprise when it, when it happened. 67 years old. Uh, he died in his sleep in the Dominican Republic. And uh, was there something nefarious going on? Who knows? Dominican Republic is not the easiest place for people to to live peacefully. No, there's a lot of violence. Although, if you have the money, yeah, you you can have yourself set up pretty good, right? I mean, David Ortiz still kind of lives down there, but he was out at a bar and he got shot in the back several times. Really? 
Yeah. Well, here's the thing. But here's the thing, though. He was uh, um, putting it, putting the wood to this woman who has a boyfriend they call El Abusador because he's the biggest drug dealer in the Dominican Republic. And David Ortiz was buying the guy about buying the woman like a, a Mercedes and stuff like that. I think you're asking for trouble when you do yeah. that kind of thing. I think so, too. Hello? Uh, I went. Yeah. Oh, you're back, Steve. Good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're just going over the going? list. Uh, yeah, it started <laughs> recording. It started recording on my side, apparently. So. Okay, good. Sorry. Power just went out here in the mountains. <laughs> Hopefully it stays on. Yeah. We should probably I'm glad recap. It's- Steve, Ray Liotta dying. Uh, okay. That's yeah, that was one that I was telling <laughs> Brewski that I had forgotten about. He died uh, at 67 years old, died in his sleep. He was in the Dominican Republic. And I can uh, tell you, uh, Brewski and I were just talking about how safe or unsafe the Dominican Republic is. When I went to the Dominican Republic, I didn't do a lot of research on areas to stay out of, and I found myself in a couple that I probably should have. And uh, I don't know. I always like that stuff, dude. I always like going to seedy places, you know? Yeah. I'm, well, not, right. I'm sorry I'm not. Ray Liotta died. Listen, I care about Ray Liotta. I mean, he was in several iconic films and all that stuff. So yeah. cool, dude. But uh, yeah. I mean, you didn't shed a tear. You stopped me, uh, just like I told Brewski. If any of these people you shed a tear over, you just let us know, Steve. Ray Liotta looked like he died years ago, so I was actually surprised <laughs> he was still functioning. I mean, really, he's not looked healthy for several years now. No, he really didn't. And I don't know if it was just the cocaine and all the partying <laughs> and stuff like that, or Probably, if yes. he always looked He always looked kind of well, weird. You know, you know, another thing, by the way, so he quit smoking because he was taking that drug Chantix. Oh, really? Yes. He did yeah, commercials he was, for him at the end. There, it, yeah. it, it, exactly. But the thing about that, though, is, is that there are a lot of people who had psychotic episodes because of that drug Chantix. I know somebody um, in uh, Puyallup, Nikki, who um, she had a, it was a wife of a friend of hers, and the woman went complete psycho, and it was because of she was on Chantix. Yeah. <laughs> My doctor has tried to prescribe it to me a couple of times, and I <laughs> steered clear. <laughs> and I'm still smoking. Aaron Carter died. Uh, sorry, OnlyFans lovers of masturbation. I, I had to cancel that subscription, so that affected me deeply. <laughs> oh, okay, we finally got one that Steve cares about, dude. Aaron Carter used to go on OnlyFans, and he would just jerk off for men and women alike. And uh, he made some healthy money from it, from what I understand. But, yeah, that one was... A bummer. Yeah, you pay if, for it. Why not? Yeah, if you love sausage, that will bum you out. I've been doing it for free for years. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> this one bummed me out. Leslie Jordan. Really? You guys have no idea who Leslie Jordan is? Uh, is that a fashion designer? No. Steve. Uh, you guys just froze. I just lost. Uh... Oh, I'm. Am, am I not? No, no, I think it's good. me. I got a warning saying my internet's oh. coming and going, so it's uh, the storm. Sorry. Who who was the fashion designer? Uh, no, no, no fashion designer. Leslie Jordan died. Do you know who He's he an is? Actor. Okay, that's right. Uh, Tracy Jordan's mom. Michael Jordan's cousin. No, no dude, idea. he was the little guy that was on Will and Grace. Uh, you know, Karen's nemesis on Will and Grace. Little oh, that guy. Gay man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Guy was hysterical. He had his own TikTok channel, and uh, his TikTok channel was really hysterical. Uh, Anne Hayes died, uh, and that was a weird one, dude. We don't know if she 
Well, I think I know. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say <laughs> I know how she died, dude. But Anne Hayes, they say died what? when her car crashed into a house. Uh and do you guys remember seeing the video of Anne Hayes being put into the stretcher and everything? No. no. And what are you implying? And that Ellen killed her or what? Uh well, we don't know who killed her, dude. <laughs> I mean just like a muff diving joke or something where no, we No, it's not a joke, dude. I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but there is a lot of people that talk uh online about it, and I should probably just think she died in a car accident. But her car caught on fire when she wrecked. And she was apparently burned pretty severely. They got her onto the stretcher, and there was, like, TMZ-style people taking video. They had pronounced her, uh, you know, unconscious and dead, and there's a video of her on that stretcher where, like, she sits up as fast as she can, and, uh, like, her body starts flopping around and stuff like Uh. that. So there are people that say, uh, you know, that she was taken out. Oh. Why? Well, yeah. Shit. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe some personal connection, I guess. But yeah, I is this know. some sort of like lesbian cabal who right. want her to keep the the secrets? And yeah. he was she was going to get she was getting too loose with her talk or something like that. Probably. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Well, Ellen got in trouble for you know abusing her staff supposedly. So maybe there was something related mm-hmm. to it. Just, I would have thought they were just if they were going to do that, they're just like tie her to a chair and make her listen to the Indigo Girls on on a loop <laughs> for like twenty four hours straight. You know, well, watch Ellen yeah. dance on a loop. Yeah, <laughs> seen the Indigo Girls three times in concert. Loved it all three times. Uh, Coolio, I like the died. Indigo Girls. I'm not, yeah. I'm not gay, but all right, I'm not a woman either, but I still like them. <laughs> Coolio yeah. died, uh, uh, and the Gangsters Paradise uh, will never be the same. No. I mean, listen, Coolio is Coolio, and I use that word a lot, but um, otherwise, um, you know, he had his moment in the sun. I'm proud of him for that. So. Well, good. Yeah. Godspeed to you. Scrolling through. I feel so bad scrolling through some of these people and not mentioning them. Right. <laughs> you uh, jerk. Yeah. Jay Weaver. Do we know who that is, Brewski? Christian Don't. Band, Big Daddy Weave. Come on. Oh, what no. What? No. Yeah. yeah. He died yeah. of COVID-19. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> no, don't say that. How do you know that he was against it? Yeah, it's Christian. Know. I hear Christian, and I just think, oh, good, he died. <laughs> Arnis, can you give me permission uh, permission to share my screen? Because I was granted. Uh, okay, you guys have got yes, to see go these people. I didn't know who they just don't were. Don't forget to turn it off when you're done. All right. We recorded five minutes of your Google search last week. So. Oh, we did? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Lucky you. Here, I'm going to share this. Brewski, do you know who those people are? Or you, Steve? Um, Oh, oh, I have... These are... I I know. They're like some French aristocrats or something, aren't they? What is wrong with them, dude? They're inbred. They are? If if they're in if they're aristocrats, more than likely them they're most likely inbred. I mean, most of those royal families, those folks are inbred. Either well, look at these, them; they look weird as fuck. I mean, at, they 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 make Rocky from the Mask look right. just normal. The guy on the right looks like Jim Morrison when he was found in the bathtub <laughs> after a few days, like bloated well, he, and just terrible. He looks, 
he kind of looks like a Mad Magazine drawing. Yes, yes dude. Yes. I mean, they are very, very weird. Okay, that's the so. guy at the amusement park that does character drawings and everything. I mean, that's, yeah, they look like one of those. The, the, oh. the elongated chin and everything, yeah. yeah. And they both died, huh? That's interesting. They died. Igor died on January 3rd. Just six days later, Gritschka died December 28th. The brothers, 72, reportedly brothers who were hospitalized mid-December had not received the COVID-19 mm-hmm. vaccine. Wow. All right, get them off my screen. I don't want to see that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. I mean, you can keep scrolling through if you want to show us all the pictures. We can yeah. make this interactive. So, sure. All right. Here we go. John Copeland okay. died. No, don't ever. Kim Misu. I don't know who you are, but you look very nice and pretty. I love her soup. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Lang. No. Uh, Musician? Who the fuck was he? Oh, this guy, I, I, I know. Yeah. He's a director, Peter Bogdanovich. Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. Calvin Simon. No. Marilyn Bergman. Mm, vaguely. Ross Browner. Oh, Ross Boner. Yeah, sure. Nope. Dwayne Hickman. Oh, that's Toby Gillis. Oh. Dwayne Hickman. He was the he was started on the TV show The Many Loves of Toby Gillis back mm. in the 50s. There you go, Brewski. Right we got one for Brewski. Died at 87. This is the better quiz. Like, who of these have we heard of? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't know who James Matum is. Uh Oh. Come on. They, they've got a wide uh, variety of who's a celebrity, apparently. Chris Dickerson died, dude. Melanie Ham. Oh, she's hot. I don't know who she is, though. Fred Paris. There's so many people upset with us right now. You don't know who Melanie Ham is? <laughs> yeah, of course. There's got to be, dude. There you go, Brewski. Do we know him? Just that he's a runner. That's all Three-time I know. Olympian. Dean Ladore. No. Dean Ladore. Yvette. Mamou. Mamou died. Mm-hmm. Come on, let's get to somebody who did somebody die last year. I've heard of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Louis Anderson. Oh, my dad used to beat me with a shoe. <laughs> Were you guys big fans of Louis? I was not a big fan, but I don't hate on the guy. And I will say he was a somewhat frequent guest on our radio station here in Lake Tahoe because he's friends with our morning guy, stand-up comedian dude. So did he? Uh, yeah, come in Louis. Live? Yeah, he would call in live. He lived in Vegas for the last several years of his life. I think he was doing residencies or you know some regular stand-up routine down there. So you know, he he actually used to um uh, like a, allow like young stand-up comedians to come stay at his house when they were in town performing. So long as you wanted to um, pay the toll, if you know I what I mean. I was going to say, there had to be some string attached with that deal. So. <laughs> I've got a clean bed for this champion. <laughs> All right. Oh. Who else you got? Meatloaf. Ah, oh, Meatloaf. Sure. Um, you know, what exactly wouldn't he do for love? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, oh, yeah, that was a good question. What was the thing? I don't remember, but whatever. I heard it was analingus. It could be. That was the big. Uh, That's that not love, then meatloaf. Come on. The big rumor. Yeah. Clock, uh, Don Wilson. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Founding member yeah. of the Ventures. Surf music so, extraordinaire. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Wasn't there a connection with who was the guy? Mark. What's his name from KBSG? Christopher. Yeah. Did, wasn't he connected somehow with the Ventures? Because I remember there was a thing where he was. He you know he did something. One time when I was doing the overnights and it was all about him yeah. doing something with the ventures. Mm. He was, he was oh. friends with Nick Reynolds of the ventures. 
I will tell you the worst radio interview I've ever heard was with the Ventures and one of our co-workers at KBSG. You remember this, Nick? Who was it, dude? Remind me, please. Uh, I don't remember her name now. It was this one weekend woman that we all were always ripping on. and she got failure? No. Corey? Was it Corey? I think it was Corey. Yeah. And she, you played it for me. She did an interview with the Ventures, and it was the most awkward stumbling. It was like, it was like that Chris Farley bit. She'd be like, you, you remember that one time you guys did that one thing? Yes. That that was cool, wasn't it? It (laughs) And the Ventures were all just like, yes. Like they were just giving yes, no answers. (laughs) Corey, Corey. Corey Brewer? Was that her name? No, her name was Corey Reynolds. And yes. here's the shit part of all of this is that when I got let go, well, first of all, she got hired to do weekends and she lived over the mountains in Yakima. She'd drive over on the weekends to do this show. And when she came, she started getting recognition because I had been at the station for so long right. that it was like, oh, the Reynolds your, name. your relative, you know, <laughs> you know, your mom or your grandma's working here. And uh, after I got let go, she filled in on my slot for a while, and it just about killed me. Yeah. She's your Kenny Banya. She was getting laughs based on you warming up the crowd. Exactly. Besmirching the Reynolds name. I was forced to be a fluffer for Corey Reynolds. Ronnie Spector. That's a big one, dude. And that one actually makes me a little emotional, dude, uh, only because I have such a great respect for what she did and where she came from. Speaking of the good time oldies, uh, the Ronettes, yes. Yep, Ronettes, and did a lot of stuff. That Ronnie Spector sound. The wall of sound sort of thing. Yep. Navy, Navy poo. That's fun, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, dude, never heard of you. John Lind. Adele. Whoa. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. You're going to warn us on these screen. things. Adele is on the screen right now. Is that a real picture? Listen, be respectful. Oh, she had, kind, she had, okay? she had progeria. Yes. That's right. that, that's that disease where they're a child's body, but they're like, like the AIDS, like a senior citizen. I'm not going to sleep right tonight. I've never heard of this person. And <laughs> Listen, who is she? Steve. A teen? That's a teenager. Oh She's God. 15. Well, uh, she it's died just, at 15. Oh, okay. my gosh. I mean, it's terrible, obviously, but I, I'm not wrong to say that that picture is a little hard to look at. So, Well, yeah. she tried to normalize uh, and, and get some, you know, people understanding what the disease was, did a lot for it. So, Progeria, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Jeez, dude. <laughs> it's time to move on, Nick. She's dead. We did the funeral. Let's move on. I don't on. know who this guy is. A soap star, I'm betting. Bachelor. Bachelor Nation. Yeah, you're not all, far off. Yeah, yeah, he okay. was not from the Bachelorette, but he was from the Bachelor. Okay. If you're not Bachelor Bob, I don't care about you. So. Jordan Cashmere, a young woman who uh, previously featured on MTV, 16 and pregnant, died at 26. That's a shocker. Okay. <laughs> Peaked early in every way. So. Morgan Stevens. I mean, they really do put some people on here uh, that you just think, you know, most. I don't know anyone who knows these people. If This is the way I look at my life. If Brewski yeah. doesn't know who the person is, I don't know anyone who does. Right. That's what I'm saying. He's the pop culture expert, so he knows <laughs> some of these people. The further we get down the list, are they less famous? Because I really don't know what to do with any of these. Betty, Betty Davis. Davis. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's a big one. No, this is all. Oh, this one hit me, dude. Oh, Emilio yeah. died from Sesame Street. Right, sure. And Bob, um, also Bob, also from Sesame Street side too. That's who is right. that? Who is that that we lost? I'm sorry, this? he's gone. Lee McMillan, twenty eight year old. Lee oh, she's with my. Why did she die? She was old enough for me. Damn it! Suicide. Now I do feel bad. Yeah, you should, dude. You pervert. 
<laughs> Loretta Lynn died. That was a tough one. That's a big one. Country legend. Naomi Judd died. Uh, another country legend that I don't care about, but that's cool. Jeez. <laughs> oh, uh, Why can I not be honest? Oh, <laughs> Do I have to care about just, everyone? Whoa, you just went past flat. It's just harsh. It's just, no. that's it. It's just harsh. You don't have to care, no, well, one, but you can one, quietly. One before the Snickers, Fletch. <laughs> What's, oh, Fletch? Yeah, Indy Fletcher, the keyboardist from Depeche Mode. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, founding member of the band. Enjoy yeah. the silence. Enjoy the silence. <laughs> He's enjoying it. Ooh, there's another hot. There's all these young hotties on here. Oh, uh, the hot, top check her age. Tiara's alumni. Check her age, Nick. Come on now. Well, Whatcom County, Nick. Did you what see was that? Sixteen. That's Whatcom right. Whatcom County. Yes, it was in Whatcom wow. County. How dare you compliment Sad. a sixteen-year-old on her looks? That she is was joking. sixteen when she started. She was not sixteen in that picture. I bet she was, but okay. <laughs> I'm reading, dude. I, I'm reading this. You've got to slow down. I noticed you scrolled on pretty quickly. <laughs> See, she twenty. Here's uh, who she's is this? Twenty-seven. She's twenty-seven. She's she's past the Christmas tree thing, you know. She's hot. Miss dude. United Continents Brazil. Please. Yeah. That hardly qualifies as a celebrity, but go ahead. James Gunn. All right. So there's someone we've heard of. That's good. Yes. Oh, it's Wally. Oh, yeah. Leave it to Beaver. Tony, Tony Dow. Dow. Yeah. I will tell you, Tony Dow had a line. They uh, remade Leave it to Beaver years later, like when they were all adults. Yeah. They did? Yeah. Did, yeah, did no one? Did, did you see this, Bruski? No, I didn't. I don't know how long, how many seasons it went, but there was, uh, I don't remember what they called it, but it was all the, it was Leave it to Beaver, but in modern times. And this must have yeah. been in like the 80s or something. And now yeah. they were adults and now they had kids and whatnot. But, but Wally there, he had a line where, um, he said something, um, someone was asking him, like he was married and he complimented a, a, an attractive woman. And someone was like, Hey, you're married. And he said, Just because I'm on a diet doesn't mean I can't read the menu. Oh, really? Oh. Those are words of wisdom that have stuck with me over these years. So, And I've said that to multiple women. When they're like, is that actress hot? And I'm like, hey, listen, I know we're committed, but just because I'm on a diet doesn't mean I can't read the menu. And yes, she's hot. So. Well, good for you. <laughs> and I'm hard on the beaver every time I get the opportunity. Was, so, you know. We know. We've, we found out, dude. <laughs> All right, continue uh, on, yes. Luke Bell... Robert Lapone. Uh, yeah. No. yeah. No. Jesse Powell, another young person. A lot of young people are dying, dude. Sure. All right. Is there anyone oh, left on this yeah, list? I don't know if anyone listening to this right now is amused by a scrolling through people we've never heard of. Yeah, probably. All right. Well, we made it through the big ones. I don't know. John Aniston died. That was another big one for people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was he was very tight with Telly Savalas. Okay. Yes, well, very uh, tight. Telly, with Telly well, Telly Savalas is actually Jennifer Anderson's godfather. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's right. Scroll back up. Scroll back up for a second, Nick. Oh, forget. It. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Irene Cara was a big one, and uh, obviously from the '80s, you would know she but, sang "Fame" and also the Flashdance yeah. song. That's and, right. And, and yes. that's thing. Yeah. When was that list published? I didn't see the deaths of this past week on there. Who? Well, maybe well, you had the power outage. Oh, okay. Well, we talked about the Pope. Um, there was two others, and one of them was someone you know, Nick. Did you guys talk about that? No, he wasn't. I, I guess, I mean, that's sad that he wasn't large enough to be on the list, but we lost the... Well, but he uh, just died. I don't know when that list came out. Uh, yeah. It came out, uh, I think it came out yesterday. 
Okay. Well, tell us uh, tell us who I'm referencing. Jeremiah Green, drummer, uh, founding member of Modest Mouse, uh, the band. And, uh, yeah, he just, I mean, they just announced that he was sick and had cancer, uh, I don't know, yeah. four, four or five days ago. Yeah, that, and, that's a common theme, like people announcing they have cancer and then dying quickly, like Chadwick Boseman, you know. Or, yeah. yeah I, you know what? I didn't see Norm MacDonald on that list either. Well, the thing with Norm, though, is that it's been said after the fact that he was sick for a long time and he right. told nobody, like yeah. maybe, maybe like one or two people near him and they were sworn to secrecy. Yep. He told no one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I respect it, dude. I mean, if that's the way you want to go out, that's uh, I respect it. He didn't want anyone to <coughs> giving <coughs> give him anything for uh, what he was going through and uh, that's the way he kept it that was a sad one but yeah jeremiah green he started with modest mouse and then uh he had somewhat of a psychotic breakdown in like 2001 2002 and he he described it in a story that i was reading yesterday and he was like uh yeah i was uh just starting to go real aggro on people for uh the war in iraq and wanted to tell people that if you know if they weren't out there doing the right stuff for it then he would hurt them so he had some sort of like mental breakdown he took a couple of years off from the band and then rejoined the band and was with them in their currency now so he passed away it's a bummer you know it's so odd to me because it's you know like i was saying i haven't talked to a guy in 20 some years i mean he was a friend when i was younger and not a good friend he was more of an acquaintance that i bumped into a lot and uh yeah how do you uh that's why i was talking with my wife last night like I have, there's a sense of me that wants to mourn him, but how do you mourn someone who wasn't, you know, truly your friend? Well, he was part of your life, though, at one point. He was someone you knew personally. I mean, that's a a big deal and a big connection. And he was a rock star. Music we play on our radio station still today. So, no, that's that's a big deal. And speaking of Seattle connections, we should probably give a shout out to our fallen radio brethren as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. We uh, found out yesterday uh, Dory Monson from the Mean Streets of Ballard passed away suddenly on Saturday. Dory Monson uh, was a talk talk show host in the Seattle market for many years. I mean, the last 30 plus years. Yep. And uh, had a highly rated show. Yeah. I held different beliefs. I think everybody on this show held different uh, political beliefs than Dory did. But he was always a nice guy around the radio station. And yeah, that's my memory of the community. Him. You know, around um, yeah. the station, he was always a good dude to all of us. So, yeah, yeah. 60, 61. That, that, that's, that's young. That makes me nervous. And what, Bruce, you said it was a cardiac episode, so a heart attack, basically. That's the, what I sort. did when I did a secondary search. On it, I saw um, something from the Times where it said that it was a cardiac event. That's what they that's what they described yeah. it as. Yeah. And they, it was odd because uh, when I first started reading reports, uh, the station itself had put out that he worked for here locally, Cairo Radio, put out something that said uh, that he had a few health complications that he was battling over the past couple of years. And they didn't say why he died, but yep, that's what I figured. I told Brewski as soon as he called me, "Got to be a heart attack," and Brewski said, "Or a stroke." And yeah, uh, yeah we called it. Uh-huh. I was. Comp- I'll tell you, Steve. I was taking a break from work last night, and I was scrolling through Twitter, and and all of a sudden I see this from the Seattle Times, and I'm like, "What the hell?" And I called Nick right away, and as I said, I told him, "I said, Jordy Watson died." He's like, "Shut up," because yeah. he thought, I, "Yeah," but I was. Yeah. flabbergasted just blown away 
It's a weird like thing, said, dude, as we start to get a little older and see some of our uh, uh, people uh, around our same age starting to die. Absolutely. I don't know, dude. There's a shift in uh, how you're thinking about life for sure. Absolutely. And like I said earlier, people that are into their 90s plus that die, like a part of me doesn't feel so bad. You've lived a long, full life. But 61, I mean, yeesh, that's no good. Yeah. I know so many people in our line of work or that have been GMs, you know, have come to me and said, like, yeah, I had my first heart attack at like 52. So pace yourself, there, kid. <laughs> so, yeah, I get it. Um, guys, we, we got less than 15 minutes to go here. I want to get okay. into the Deadpool and the uh, the current event story I was referencing earlier. All right. Well, let's give our Deadpool predictions. I only have one, dude, and I hesitate to say it because I just don't want it to be true, but I worry about it frequently. Okay. So Deadpool, first of all, if anyone's not aware, we're trying to predict who may die this year now that we've just run through the list from this year. So, uh, all right. So, yeah, who's your one? Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Okay. Well, that's somewhat of a safe bet, baby. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like making a bet on Keith Richards. Like, how long can the guy go on? <laughs> That's on my list. <laughs> oh, is it? I'm sorry. I'm I, just, said, I put any Rolling Stone on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is a safe bet, but it's somebody who uh, I care for a whole bunch professionally, obviously. But, uh, yeah, if he goes, that's going to be the end of an era for uh, sure. But you know what Willie wants us to do when he dies, right? Yep. Roll me up and smoke Roll me. Roll him up and smoke him. <laughs> Yeah, and he's got some good resin going in his lungs, so yeah, that'd be a, yeah. that'd be one. So, Willie Nelson. All right, how dare you put his name out there? But had to, dude. Say. I had to do it. Mm. Uh, Brewski, you want to throw anyone on the list? Do you come up with any names? Can, I have a, I have a list here. Um, can I? I'll give you a hope one. Okay, hope I got one. A hope this one is, on my this list is a too. different place in the game, dude. A hope one. <laughs> Vladimir Putin. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Even okay. if he dies, they're going to deny it. So I don't know how long it'll yeah. take us to well, so, that out. But, but if, I need to, if I need to just put one on there, uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, yeah, that's probably a good one. Because? I have the American version of Putin on my list, Donald Trump. And I'm not hoping he dies, but, eh, you know, pulling for it a little bit, maybe. <laughs> if re- <laughs> reality could catch up to her. Maybe get shivved in the prison showers or something. But uh, Yeah, we'll have to see I don't need to happens. wish death, but, uh, yeah, that would be on my list. What else you got, Bruski? Um, this is about, I like this guy a lot, and I don't want to see it happen, but Dick Van Dyke. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Childhood hero. And then uh, what about Tony Bennett? Mm. Yeah, you're right, dude. Tony Bennett. I mean, he's uh, he's got dementia or Parkinson's, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, yeah you guys are going all old. Well, what? Are we supposed to pick young people? Well, that's the, the bigger payoff in the Deadpool. I've oh, got okay. on my list uh, Pete Davidson. Oh. Hmm. Okay. He was Why? the... Well, he's just living a crazy lifestyle, and I yeah. just wonder if, like so many other SNL comedian alumni, if that crazy life is going to catch up to him. But I think he's sober. Yeah, we'll see how long that lasts, because no one ever falls off the wagon. Now, he's more of a stoner, like he's yeah, not a exactly. cokehead or a pill popper, so he may survive it all. But I don't know. The guy, the, it's the flame that burns twice as bright kind of thing. Like, he's been yeah. riding pretty hard. So yeah, if sure. I'm going to predict or guess a younger person, Pete Davis. Okay. And by I the way, it. I like Pete. I don't want him to die, but I don't yeah. know. He kind of well, has that written on him. If Poon keeps you young, then he will live forever. Uh, that's for oh, sure. Yeah. If famous Poon keeps you young, he's two years old at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll never understand how he's doing that, but he is. So there you go. Pete uh, Davidson. Yeah. BDE, dude. Is Anyone that... else, Bruski? 
most of my stuff was like old folks. So I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a young person because I had people like um, Mel Brooks and mm-hmm. um, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, but I'm trying to think of somebody that, that's young that that Miley Cyrus. I'll destroy her. Oh, no, why would you throw a party in the there? USA? She's another sober person, dude. Again, rock star, famous, all that stuff. They don't stay sober forever. And like many other rock stars, they could die in a plane crash. I mean, who knows? I'm just throwing things out there. All right. Yeah. Oh, I've got one for you. Please. Jody Sweeten. Jody oh. Sweeten. I know that name. Who is that? She's from Full House. She's uh, oh, okay. uh, Stephanie on Full House. Uh, is she dating Uncle Jesse? Is that what that is? Uh, no, no, but she's, she's actually had... Uh, quite a problem in the past with um uh, with the with i think it's coke or mm-hmm. it might have been been uh, speed or something like that he's a dana plato type uh yeah you know okay. celebrity so all right uh, well, i'll make okay, notes. About kanye I'll... west dude well now, we can only hope but yeah well th- that one okay but here's the question is that one self-inflicted or is that something like a drug thing oh well i don't know have you guys read reports that kanye is missing no, yeah. we can't mean, be that lucky. Mi- That'd be a great start to the new year. But missing a few screws, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, but they say he's missing. Now people haven't heard from him in a while, and mm-hmm. uh, they say that he's missing. So, well, for your benefit, I hope he dies now and not like two days ago, because then it would be last year's list. So, yeah. Well, I got him on my Deadpool. If they find a hey. bloated body somewhere, let's make sure when it died, so we know. I've I've got one a music one for us, and this Please. was like kind of an older person, but I think it's fair. Eric Clapton. Sure. sure. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Now, well, th- do you know, do hopefully you know he the, dies of COVID. That would be my hope for him at this point. Well, you know, the only difference between. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I'm saying that, right? No. Is he an anti-vaxxer? Well, yes. so he started off pro-vaccine and he took the first round of the COVID vaccine and he had a rare side effect. He lost his hearing for, I think it was a few weeks. And as a musician, he freaked the fuck out, understandably. But then he came out anti-vax. Like, I had this one in a zillion side effect. So now he's major anti-vax. He's funding bands that sing anti-vax songs. He won't play at venues that require vaccines. Like, I think so highly of Eric Clapton. So it's so sad to see him go off the conspiracy theory deep end. The tears in heaven, Eric Clapton, or the cream, Eric Clapton? All of it. He's God, right? I mean, that was his nickname. He's one of the great guitar players. And, sure. Yeah. Uh, Brian May from Queen recently said, like, I just I hold him in such high regards, but he's a, a flaming lunatic now with this anti-vax shit. So, hmm. no so yeah, it would be cosmic if he either got COVID or fell out a window. Either way, you know. I was going to say, oh you, you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know, the difference between- <laughs> what is fucking wrong with you, dude? <laughs> you know, wait, wait, listen. Do you, know, you, know the do you know the difference between a bag of Coke and a toddler? <laughs> it started again, Brewski. What is it? Do you know what the difference is between a bag of Coke and a toddler? What? Uh, no. Eric Clapton wouldn't let a bag of Coke fall out of a window. (laughs) 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 That was meaner than what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We're all burning in hell. All right. Let me throw one last name on the list that I'm hoping is not going to be there, but could be there. And this is the news story Bruski and I were referencing earlier. Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner, the actor. Are Mm. you aware of what's happened to him? No, I'm not. You, do you know who Jeremy Renner is? He's Hawkeye yes. in the Marvel yeah. movies, the Hurt yeah. Locker. I mean, you yeah. know, great actor. And by the way, 
based on every interview, yeah, the town with Affleck, that famous scene, we're going to go hurt some people, and I don't ever want you to ask who. And he's like, all right, whose car are we taking, right? I love the town, dude. Yeah, go for it. So Jeremy Renner is a real down-to-earth guy. I mean, this dude has a real job. He flips houses. He does not. He said that fame is fleeting. Like I don't buy into Hollywood. He threatened to quit the Marvel movies because they didn't develop his character enough. And he told his agent, like, I got a day job. I don't give a shit if they fire me from Marvel. I'll get some other movie. And he flips houses. And he's a local. He lives in Reno, Nevada, and uh, local to me around here. So everyone knows Jeremy Renner. And last year or two summers ago, we had the big Caldor fire. And it basically came to light that we were missing a fire station on the Nevada side. We should really have an extra fire station. Jeremy Renner put up the money to build a firehouse. I mean, he's, wow. a, he's a good down-to-earth guy. Man of the Solid. people. Yeah, yeah certainly seems to be. But he is currently in critical but stable condition in a hospital uh, as of today, uh, when we're recording this anyway. So I don't know how the story is going to develop. But um uh, What's he, wrong with him? He may die. He was being a normal guy again. Actor Jeremy Renner is in, quote, critical but stable condition after suffering injuries from what his representative describes as a weather-related accident while plowing snow at his house on the north end of Lake Tahoe. Wow. I don't know he... what that means. But again, like, you know, many winters up here, I've hired a plow service. They're not that expensive. But Jeremy Renner apparently did not want to spend the money on a plow service, so... Uh, Mount Rose is at a real high elevation here at Lake Tahoe, and it's just outside Reno where he's from. And uh, he was plowing his own snow, and they describe it as some sort of, uh, you know, snow-related uh, accident. Like uh, maybe he flipped the plow or something, huh? He rolled Could it be. over, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you end up critically injured. Um uh, family is with him and is receiving excellent care. The Oscar-nominated actor stars as Clint Barton, Hawkeye in the, the Marvel movies, the mayor of Kingstown on the Paramount Plus show right now. Uh, the accident led to Renner being airlifted to a hospital on Sunday. The publication noted that Renner has a home near Nevada's Mount Rose, Ski Tahoe, in the north end of uh, Lake Tahoe. Um, and, uh, yeah, the I, I read some other articles saying that it was something to do with the equipment. So, yeah, I don't know if something flipped on him, if something blew up on him. I don't, you know, if he had a heart attack. But if he's running a plow, you don't normally have a heart attack. But, yeah, some sort of injury that put him in in critical but stable condition in a local hospital. So that's not good at all. No. Wow. It's not Even good, if you're stable, yeah. being in critical condition. But, yeah, again, him just being a real dude, staying here in his hometown area and uh, plowing his own property or something. And, uh, yeah, yeah, we don't have the full story quite yet as of the time we're taping the show. But, yeah, fucking Hawkeye in critical condition, Jeremy Renner. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully he is not on the Deadpool this week, or this year because uh, I'm a fan of the dude. I, I love him in the Marvel movies. He was doing a bunch of serious roles before all that and uh, seems like a down-to-earth guy. So I, I hope he recovers. Did you ever yeah. bump into him? No, I never have. Um, but, yeah, he's around this area. He owns a house flipping business. He does it all up and down kind of the West Coast. He told a great story on the Stern Show about when he got nominated for the Hurt Locker, that he was living in one of these houses he was flipping because he put all of his money into it, and there was no running water, no electricity. He was just camping there. So the limousine picked him up for the Oscars and dropped him at a Starbucks bathroom so he could put on his tuxedo and get dressed for the Oscars because wow. he was busy wow. flipping houses all day. Yeah, so, he's a man of the people, dude. Well, yeah. yeah. So what critical we- injury. That's never good to be deemed that. No. So, so yeah, we'll have to see. But, uh, yeah, hoping for Jeremy Renner to pull through. So Yeah. Wishing for it. Hoping for it. Praying for it. So there you go. Um, yeah, we'll have to do our quiz, you know, some other time or something because uh, I'm running low on time, uh, vocal sure. minority audience. 
All right. Well, go uh, do what you got to do. Yeah. You got to take off. You got to take off. Whatever, dude. I do. So (laughs) are you guys going to hang out and just keep going or? No, no. (laughs) We're not going to disrespect you in that fashion, Steve. Well, I'm glad you kept talking during my power outage here because, like we're talking in the story, like we're having epic weather right now on the West Coast. Um, You know, Saturday night, New Year's Eve, we were supposed to get 12 inches of snow, and we got three feet of snow instead. Jeez. uh, This atmospheric river is coming back throughout this week. So, uh, yeah, epic snow going on up here. so. So, yeah, taking down Hawkeye. That's no fucking good. So. No. Tahoe was not Thanos the only couldn't take thing. Him down. Huh? I said Thanos hey. couldn't take down Hawkeye, but uh, we're not going to let the snow do it. So. Yeah. Nope. Well, Tahoe was not the only thing that got 12 inches on Saturday. Dude. That's right, baby. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Somebody got plowed with a solid uh, 12 plus inches. And, uh, it was a whiteout for sure. So. All right. Well, I wish the both of you well. And uh, yeah, Jeremy Renner, hopefully, hopefully you pull through it. Uh, the Vocal Minority wrapping up episode number 19, where three is not a crowd. We're all back together again. That's right. Love you, boys. And, yeah, see our socials. Just go to our webpage, thevocalminority.net. Until next time. All right, everybody. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Here's to a good 2023 for all of us. And seriously, guys, I can't wait to see where we are a year from now. So on we go. Yeah. No kidding, dude. Please. All right. Thanks, everyone. Vocalminority.net. This is The Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.